0: <laughs> uh...
1: And a um, happy holidays to everybody. <laughs> we are, of course, X's for show. Welcome back. You can check us out at X's for show. As for me, I'm Nico. You can check me out at Nico Action.
2: And I'm TK. You can find me at TK Action Elemental. And I'm wow. your producer,
3: Kevo. You can find me at Kevo, really, on purpose. And we have a very special guest with us today to talk some very cool stuff
4: hi folks it's me tori you can find me on the socials at sm tori that's tori with an i i see we're all hitting the the eggnog today yeah it's
2: it's it's cold it's that type of day
4: cold. yeah maybe it's cold outside it's, it's festive
3: mm-hmm. it's cheerful and we're here yeah. to be cheerful and festive
1: Yay! And to talk about Cheerful Festiva we are here to enjoy the magic of the holidays Uh, through one of my most time-honored traditions. We are going to get all in on some Christmas music and holiday songs. Uh, We have some magical Hanukkah jams in here. We have some stunning general wintertime bops and a whole lot of songs about fucking. So um, I'm real excited about it. And uh, I could not. I could not be more excited than to do this with the three of you. Uh, I I love Christmas music, guys. I start my Christmas playlists in July. Um, I start testing them in August. By September, I'm actually kind of tired of them, and it's time to start the October Christmas playlists. So uh, this, for me, is just a religion and a way of life. Uh, Tori, I I feel like you Christmas bop during Christmas time pretty good.
4: Oh, I do. I do. It's, it's actually really interesting because around July, I will have a week where all of a sudden I'm like, you know what I really need? Some Bing Crosby right in my veins. Um, but I Christmas hard. Christmas music is one of the things that feels very untainted by how Christmas eventually became with family and with the thoughts and being an adult and whatever. Like Christmas music itself is still perfectly pure childhood magic. And so I bop hard. I find new stuff, but I am very classically inclined. So like a lot of the bops that we will talk about today from the aughts and the teens, I'm like mm, I won't I won't be as as vocal about.
1: Well, I mean, we have uh, one of the, the very chosen people uh, you know, sitting next to me. And um he's chosen
2: to grace us with his participation when Christmas music not his thing. No, it sure is not. Uh, And yet here I am. Uh, So here's actually the thing. Christmas has not been my thing since uh, I was about 18. Um, Just hasn't been whatever. But I did used to really love Christmas and something I was very well known for, especially in high school, Was I would make a Christmas mix every year and distribute it at exam time. Um, Because we would like, our school would shut down for exams and every, like, you would have, like, we had like a reading period. It was like college. We would have like a reading period and then you would have to come in and take your exams. And I would always make this Christmas mix. Now, this is a twofold thing. One, I feel like I had the best taste in music and always knew what the new songs were. Two, I was the only person who could get MP3s and uh, burn CDs that like functioned. Mm. Um, So, my Christmas mix was much beloved, and by much beloved I mean accepted without people <laughs> uh, browbeating me for thinking that I should foist my musical taste on them. Um, because people
3: love you. and yeah. I And mean, E.K., uh,
2: you are uh, considered to be
1: about 23 years old.
2: I, oh, good Lord. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, it's not correct, but um, I'll, I'll certainly take it. Uh, we all came so, out on our holiday finest today. So, uh, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on holiday songs, uh, with some really notable exceptions. Basically, none of my favorites are here, uh, though songs that Ah. are my favorites are here. Suggested versions are not. uh, And I'm really excited to get into it. Um, You know, I... Don't want to hang out with family under pressure at the holidays, but I do want to rank music. Yeah. Well, hold on. I'm gonna reach for this uh, lump of coal that I have for you in this. <laughs> That's bucket. for me. That is my. L- um, I will burn that for heat and feel good. He's not a coal guy.
4: Home. He's a Grinch guy. He will take your Christmas and then all of a sudden he'll be like, I mean, maybe you get to have it back.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of a guy who uh, Christmases as hard as he can uh kevo you are uh holiday boy and uh you do a real good job with that garland around your neck right it's your very own shiny boa. uh you know what makes what makes christmas for you let's uh let's open the question on you what makes a classic christmas jam
3: uh and you know there's there's the regular trappings and there's all the things the keys and and the modulations that you're supposed to use for christmas music um for me, because uh, I feel like we've already even started to talk about what is Christmas music for us. For me, you know, I, I like the lighter, uh, peppier, more upbeat stuff. Uh, you know, even sad Christmas, as long as there is some sort of wistful joy to it. Like I'll be home for Christmas or white Christmas. There's, there's a hope in those. I feel like blue Christmas is just like sad. Sad and like. Love Blue and, Christmas. And it's a beautiful song and it's the art is beautiful, but for me, that's not going to be the one that I'm necessarily jumping right to. I won't turn it off. But Nico, me, do what you want to know what my Blue is Christmas scary.
1: is? We'll get to that. Kebo so. <laughs> no, 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 what? I, what is your Blue Christmas? What, what is I'm, it? I'm telling you to guess. I don't know.
4: <laughs> what is. Uh-huh. What? What mine's Elvis. I don't understand what's happening.
2: Bright eyes. Oh, see, I didn't know they had one. Oh yeah. It's good.
1: So uh, you know, if you're asking me what makes a Christmas classic, I exactly what Kevo said. I need those uh I need those major to minor key changes. I need those uh weird sevenths. Like for me, uh it's not on this list, we'll get to it. Mark Shaman and Mariah Carey's Christmas time is in the air again. It's got so many accidentals that it needs to get better insurance. And it is absolutely one of my favorite Christmas songs because of all of those weird, ugly key changes. Give it. So, um, yeah, for me, Christmas music is all about those unique things like that G minor six that you only break out at Christmas because it sounds like motherfucking
4: Christmas. And that's what I want. This First, I've like- opinion. It sounds like I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who understand music theory. So I only understand. Does your voice go through the rafters and try to touch the star of Bethlehem? Then yes, I am good with your Christmas song. (laughs) Pretend
3: you know nothing about music, S.M. Tori, I dare you.
4: I can go. read it. I, I actually don't even read it. I you just follow, follow along. I follow along like like a vague interpreter. And then I go, oh, you know, the part that sounds like that's what we want to put the go on. Uh but I don't understand all of this G minor sixes that you pull out on a on a cold winter's night. I don't understand why we like that chord. I don't get it. It's and that it explain,
1: is, I'm sure. It's that it's so specifically only used there popularly Hmm. Hmm. um the idea of going major to minor like right here that that whole major to minor thing it's in so little pop music that we audibly identify it as christmas every time
4: i want you to know that i have to hear three key changes in a row in under 10 seconds to understand there has been one of them Mm. that's Mm. where i'm at
1: Mm. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Tori does not double check the score going forward. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, TK, uh, I, I might have you double check the score. I don't know what makes a Christmas classic for you, bro.
2: Um, it's gotta be a song that you want to hear every year. And like, you know, I am, uh, God bless whoever thinks I'm Mm -hmm. even approaching 23. I'm almost 40 uh and some of these songs you know, some a few of these songs uh like the, those versions are songs that have been around my whole life that i've literally heard since the day i was born uh others are like you know they've been around since i've been cognizant of music i mean i i am one of those people i still think i love all i want for christmas is you after all these years after all the overexposure uh i do still think it bangs Uh, I am still happy to hear it. I really, um, because I am not a Christmas person, like I stay out of Walmarts during Christmas for the most part. I like keep in after uh, Thanksgiving night and try not to do too much consumerism, which means I don't hear a lot of overplay and radio play, which could maybe change my opinion a little bit uh but like ever since being a kid and really loving all i want for christmas is you is a great example i really try not to hear it too much but i look forward to hearing it every year uh we are going to talk about a few other songs that um really since they have been around i'm excited to listen to them uh and a few others that like aren't on this list which is fine uh nico had very smart standards for what would put a song on this list uh, it just ended up be- meaning that a lot of the versions that I would want did not go on here. But um, those songs are still classics. And as I said to Nico earlier today, uh, Bare Naked Ladies and Sarah McLaughlin singing God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Uh, it, it's been 20 plus years. Never gets old to me. Uh, you know, Bare Naked Ladies just sitting there being goofy, playing their little guitar. And then Sarah McLaughlin. And comes in, voice of an angel, armful of dogs, just all yeah. the birds in the twelve days of Christmas come together to uh you know light up the skies. It's it's a great moment. So you know that's that's a classic Christmas song to me. All right. BNL
3: also has a great cover of Grim Grinning Grinning Ghosts from Haunted Mansion. So that just makes them.
2: I, you know, I've got a BNL uh, personal essay that I can read for you all whenever you're ready. It does partially involve that scene from Community, but it also has my own original material, too.
4: I'm also really excited for these to find out what makes a modern classic Christmas song, because for me. Well, if you say the word classic Christmas, like I'm going back to the 50s, the 60s, maybe the early 70s. Like I'm not really going to even Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah, I'm just I a little that. beyond that. Uh, I, I consider her stuff very to be a modern classic. Um, I'm
1: I'm very with you. We're gonna get into that. I'm very you with you. Can... It was very hard to because it's it's three categories modern yep. classic and novelty.
4: What makes a novelty Christmas song, Nico? Because I was thinking about that today. It's not a one-hit wonder, per se.
1: No, okay, so like, a love song is like, I wanna be with you, that's a thing I wanna do. And that's, a, that's like a love song, right? Uh, a novelty love song is like, I wanna be with you, trapped in a coffin together. Like, that's like a novelty love
2: song. No, 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 Nico, no. That's like a goth song. It's, I wanna be with you at the water park. Okay. So, okay. Like, so you specifically okay. are only going to yeah. listen to that song when you are in love at the water park,
4: right? So, like, it's like Cherry Cola is kind of a novelty song. Yeah, oh, like Savage I, like, Gardens, I want you. Yes, can yes. Call it
1: Cherry Cola. That is exactly the point. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but to the moon and back, not a novelty song, just another mm. hit by Savage Garden about how mm-hmm. the one guy was totally Christmas gay for the other guy. Um. So <laughs> now today we're going to rank these songs. We're going to yeah. put them from uh, you know, they're terrible, they're dreadful, D class, to they're kind of okay, that's C Ooh. class. They're banal, that's B class. <laughs> you know, it's a no, through I'm D. B is solid. It's, the a, B, it's, there, a, it's through a good B. Yeah. song. I was being silly. Um, yeah. but then B is
4: It's a good song, but I'm not in love with it.
1: Yeah. And it goes up to A. And then above that is Star. And Star is, it's at the top of the tree. It yeah. guides us to Bethlehem. It. Uh, three guys yeah. get there a couple days later, and they're all like, "We brought some smelly shit for a baby. You want a party?
2: Oh man, then, we should have done. I. Uh, God, I wish I thought of it. We should have done Star, Frankincense, Myrrh, Gold. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, next year, folks.
1: I would just also like to say, oh, that, uh, I just I really regret that uh, I did not put uh, Northern Star by Hole, uh, written by Billy Corgan, on this list. If for no other reason, it is a song that descriptively describes the birth of Christ on uh, Christmas night, but screeched by Courtney Love in a way that only Billy Corgan and Courtney Love could talk about
2: the savior
1: of so many. Smashing
2: Pumpkins has a song on my list, on my top of all time
4: list. Great. (laughs) Great. Christmas songs really do let some of the non-singers really give it their all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know how many times I had to look at
1: the title of "Nothing for Christmas before I placed which song that was? I was so well. excited about that song for a minute. And then when I realized it is not what I wanted it to yeah. be.
4: It's unlike like, all the classic Christmas horror songs. Ugh. Woof. Woof. But also, like... I have to admit I love bad Christmas songs and we're gonna get into it later, but I love bad Christmas songs. So don't I will skew a vote just because it's so bad you. it's good. As you
2: should. <laughs> we're,
1: we're gonna be view with skew. We're jersey, so Yep. Um Let's get into this now. We have a voting uh, system that TK has been uh, kind enough to put into place. Uh, while Kevo is amazing enough to run the board, I sit here and look pretty, and uh, Tori is the voice of reason. I think this sounds perfect.
4: Oh, fam, there's there's no voice of reason inside this mug of delicious today. Oh. Sorry, it's uh. gonna be it's gonna be chaotic. Enabler Tori.
1: Okay, so that's my BFF. I'm excited. <laughs> so, uh,
2: TK, you want to explain how the game works? uh yeah so uh first off team does everybody have the link open on their computer so they can vote i do Uh, okay yeah yeah great yeah yeah Uh, yeah. and you at home you should be seeing the link Uh, i've also tweeted it out um very easy to acquire wherever you like but you of course can go and vote as well uh we're gonna you can go you know you can sit there in five minutes and vote go through all of these and and vote how you want and we'll get into total results at the end but for now we're gonna go song by song talk about them a little bit and uh we'll each take a minute to vote and we'll we'll go from there um you know before We've done we we did a tear maker once before uh, where we didn't use their live function and we just kind of agreed together. But I'm excited to do it this way because uh, as much as we debate and argue, at the end of the day, we're each just going to go into our little voting booth and rank the song, how we're going to rank it, and we shall play it as it lays.
3: Mm-hmm. Also, for the purposes of this broadcast, we specifically wanted to make sure that you could understand the exact tracks that we are referring to so we went through and made a playlist of all of the tracks that we will be discussing in this episode both the truest original version we could find and the covers that we will be discussing directly on this show uh and it's also just a fun holiday playlist so uh, check it out if you have any questions or if you're curious about any of the songs that you haven't heard before
2: and i do want to say i will be factoring in original and like whether or not i even like the song conceptually yeah um yeah because
1: it's about the original the version is just i wanted a cute version out there but like yeah i think it's gotta be a mix
4: of the.
2: i think it has to be a mix of the two well
4: some of the originals are from like 1882 exactly some
2: of the originals are not great so you really gotta it is a balancing act but there are
4: a few of these
2: that like if you had picked my my go-to one uh the that it would be getting a star. Yeah. And uh since the version you've picked is the version you've picked, it might be getting a B. Uh but that's just where we're at. And um Well, speaking of people that have
4: gone from a star to a B, TK, your turn is over. I'm <laughs> I was gonna say, T K TK will err on the side of I don't like your version, and I'm gonna err on the side of I love the version, so therefore so we'll like balance. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's do this. Kevo, are you ready to take a step into the Christmas playlist you spent the day cultivating for me? Yeah. All right. We're going to start with the oldest really popular Christmas song I could think of. Oh, and I just want to be clear. So, like, Kevo shared with me um, that Megan Trainor covered her own song with Pentatonix. They did um, Made You Look. But, like, in Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it a Christmas song. No. It's still very cool, and now that's going to be the version I listen to in the video I put on, right? Um, Until she records a version of her and the Spy Kids guy doing naked jumping jacks. So I, you know, am just uh, fully aware that some of these are Christmas songs by definition. And there are going to be songs that are off of this list, that are off of this list, specifically because they're not Christmas songs, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Yeah, I'm a very firm believer that My Favorite Things is not a Christmas song. Uh, thank you for playing. It's a lovely song. But then thank again, you. the I have a very strong feeling about the song that says, that says, And the Snow Turned Into Rain is a Christmas song. Okay. Which I feel like is controversial. So I'm not All always right.
1: right. So... Let's kick things off in the 1840s. We're going to take a look at Oh Holy Night by uh, some old guy, but also Celine Dion. Mm -hmm. And the thing about why I chose the Celine Dion version, when literally the Josh Groban version is like literally like money, like money making wise, record breaking wise, the number one version of it of all time. Um, Later on, Josh Groban gets Believe, which was co-written by Grammy winning Glenn Ballard, who would get an Oscar nomination for his work on believe uh, celine dion's christmas song is i'm your angel written by r kelly who would go on to get a prison sentence for his involvement in pissing on children
2: is that so, really a christmas song
1: it was the christmas single from these are special times it was the single from this record
2: Wow. I have to say, I, that's one of the greatest heartbreaks of all time. I think uh, I Am Your Angel it is a such great, a banger.
1: I think it's such a great song. It, it, it's, it's so good. good. Written by a, a garbage monster.
2: It's terrible. Don't um, listen to it. You can find it uh in like really bootleggy on YouTube music if you have to hear it, but can't <laughs> let R. Kelly have any money. um So yeah. now, i just to
1: put it out there, I'm going to give this song in general an A. And here's why. Um, every now and then you'll go see like an amazing vocalist go perform it and you'll see them make this gesture toward the end at their accompanist. Yeah. And, and it means yep. it's mass number three and they're not doing the note. And you know what? It's a bummer, but the show really comes down to that. Like as Frasier Niles and Martin all realize in a particularly brilliant classic Frasier it all comes down to whether or not you go diva or diva. And that is the that is the age-old question. So it's an A for me, dog.
4: Yeah, um, I yeah. Go ahead, Tori. I was gonna say, I agree. It's an A for me. It's not it's not a be-all end all. It's one of my favorites. I enjoy it when it shows up in church. Uh, because it's always a good church stunner. Yep. Um, but for me and it's one of my favorite like churchy christmas ones that's why it gets the a it's just not like if i had to name my top 10 songs this ain't this ain't in it i'll just as quickly take how great thou art like does yeah.
2: this appear in the christmas episode of my so-called life
1: hers mm. no
2: no of course not celine dion's
1: uh, i'd have to think about it i haven't watched it in a real uh, right. uh so-called angels i haven't watched it in a really
2: long time yeah great episode though great episode. uh yeah. Turns out magic does exist, people. I uh, I'm gonna Grinch hard and keep us grounded and vote B. Uh, I know, Nico. I love you. You're you have a tendency to rank high and love love hard. Uh, and when we're talking about, uh, Power Rangers and Golden Girls, while I might think it's not the correct ranking, I really respect it and I love to see it, but, uh, I don't give a shit about Christmas. I'll go hard on Christmas. I'll knock stuff down. So I want to establish uh, a solid baseline for not everything being great. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to vote B. I love Celine very much. Um... And the, the the I'm your angel thing is a real heartbreak, but, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't give her a boost just because she picked the wrong dance partner that time. Uh, we'll be, we'll be going solid B for this one. Gabo, talk to me. How do you owe holy I, night?
3: I love this grumpy little, I'm going to be the bad guy speech. Just like, I was going to give this a B. <laughs> I, uh. I, I, and I love it, but again, I, I as well am trying to be a bit hard, and B is still in the category of, yeah, I need to hear it every year, but I don't, like, go looking listening to Oh Holy Night unless I'm in a weird mood. So, uh, yeah, pretty much any version I would say is probably a B, again, unless I uh, really, really, really need it. Oh, that's how this works. I see now.
2: Yeah. Also, I clicked the wrong button. So this is uh, it would have gotten a anyway because it already had an a vote. And then these two voted a so. uh, But you audience member, get in there and vote and uh, hit my B vote for me since I.
4: Yeah, there's over 40 40 of you in there. Go tell us what you think. Come on. Yeah. Well,
1: while we're on the subject of tell us what you think. I'm going to move from Oh Holy Night, which uh, our oldest song by far, and then we're going to pivot to a song that was brought to us by uh, Germans and Coca-Cola, and uh, that is Santa Claus is Coming to Town, first uh, written and recorded in 1934. Um, I want to be really clear. This song kind of blows. It's a pretty dumb song. Um, Structurally, it's really boring. Um, But if you do not get to your Jersey boy motherfucking feet and lose your E Street shit for the Bruce Springsteen version at Christmas. Live. 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 It has to be the 85 re-release what? with Clarence. Clarence,
4: have you been a good boy this year? Clarence. Can
3: Clarence, you tell, tell them, them what you need. Can you tell that we are from New Jersey, Yeah,
4: think? <laughs> <laughs> I was over here going, Bop, bop, that's Bruce Springsteen on the cover. Let's talk about it. And he's like, Sir, the clothes come to sucks. And I was like, Whoa. whoa, oh, Whoa.
1: The song is bad, but Bruce is great.
4: Bruce brings it.
1: Cabo, you're the other Jersey boy. Where do you, Bruce?
4: I mean, yeah.
3: Um... But you're right. Where it's sometimes kind of a rough song, uh, this will probably get my B to balanced out Celine Dion, at least.
4: <laughs> I I am. Oh God, it's so it's it's tough because that version is so good. The Jackson Five do a lovely version. Yeah, um, yeah. that I'm very also into. That probably most people have heard at some point. Michael, um, those
1: squeaks so sweet and cute.
4: Oh oh, and he's like. Peak cute baby. Peak cute Michael. He's so oh. cute. He's so cute in those little videos. Um, but I'm probably gonna have to go with a. <gasps> I can't believe I'm saying this. No, no, I love it too much. A tier. Sorry, sorry, I, not uh... sorry. I'm sorry. He just he loves his Clarence so much. and Clarence is gonna get a new saxophone.
1: TK, it, it you gonna we gotta know is are, are you you're gonna be good for goodness sake? No. Uh, which
3: which one is Bruce? Because je- that this is Josh Groban. No, no that's, that's not Josh
4: Groban. That, Bruce. Is Bruce. You, that is Bruce. If you Bruce. look closer it, in the upper left it? corner, it, 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 you yeah, look it, closer. It says Bruce Bruce Groban. I yeah.
1: yeah. you know.
4: I said the There's same thing. I was like, that's Groban. No, I don't know what's is. happening. No, it's Bruce but in the upper left, okay. it does say Bruce. Yeah. yeah,
1: And that's the re-release because originally this was the B-side to my hometown. But due to the success in the 80s, it would get a single re-release every couple of years.
4: Yeah, yeah. Josh Groban uh, wishes he looked like Bruce in the '80s. Truly, he looks like Peter um, Hale. I don't. I don't know what to do with this.
2: I really am wondering if I give this a C. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think. I don't so I have a, you. I have a personal uh, annoyance with Bruce Springsteen. Um, sure. Is it because he took
4: up a Broadway house for for a while and didn't take any contracts on it?
2: no my family is really weird my father my father and i used to have very similar tastes in music and like it was something we really bonded over and then uh right around the time that our relationship completely soured uh he turned on sirius xm east street radio and never turned it off again to this day i don't think he listens to anything else um it has been at least 15 years sounds and like a every... lot of dads from around here yeah, yeah. yeah nobody in my family is from new jersey my father's from baltimore <laughs> he um, wishes. wishes. He everybody wishes. in my family is weirdly obsessed with bruce springsteen uh we have a close family friend who is uh their tour manager and the only like event we can all get our shit together to attend are bruce springsteen concerts we don't do anything else uh and i just sounds great
4: am, i mean my i am ambivalent
2: just... i just am ambivalent <laughs> so like not my love uh and i think this isn't yeah i think i'm going ci see i think this isn't the one for me um i really think some of the older like motown versions are where it's at for me so uh yeah it's a not for me dog all right do we have everybody's votes in on this one yeah we sure do
1: all right so santa claus is coming to town uh you're coming to town a little bit lower than the oh holy night uh guess you came in on the wrong train to georgia but now let's talk about a song that I think is yeah think Bruno. Thank you, Bruno. One. I thank think this is the last one, but I'm not sure. But yeah, no, I'm just like I'm thanking Bruno okay. for voting, um, but thank you for working on clarifying. Okay, the, the real version of Winter Wonderland, where it's all like, nah, we're gonna fucking this snow. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, That's wait. Far-ish. Are you about to say oh no to the Eurythmics one? Wait, Kevy, what?
3: No, Tori, that was the song. That was the thing I couldn't remember. That oh. was what blew your mind went. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, they get down. Less.
4: They Eurythmics.
1: go down. They got to get married real fast. Because they be fucking. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm really into that. And then all of a sudden some, you know, I don't know, religious conservationalists or whatever are like, we can do it really friendly. And it's just a clown. And, ugh, I don't love the edit. Okay. That, that said, <sighs> the Eurythmics version is great. Um, but will I be will I be allowed to
3: break in to explain the nonsense?
1: Oh, please break it, but I, I have to give this ultimately a B.
3: Okay. what Nico is referring to, which I blew his mind with this week, is the line in the middle of the song where they are talking about how they will build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. Mm -hmm. He'll say are you married We'll say no sir But you can do the job while you're in town They built a snowman And pretended it was a priest who married them So they could go fuck by the fire And that's the plot of this song Genuinely A parson is a priest And the name Brown was just the name they chose And it just so happens That Parson Brown And Are You Married Work well For Circus Clown And Are You Married in the later adaptation to get rid of the weird priest snowman.
2: And that's this is, story This is like the positive is, version of how uh Baby It's Cold Outside is super yeah. date rapey.
1: But it's not. It's it's she's she's in on it. She's like, mm, I guess you can convince yeah. me. Yeah. Mm. we we'll, we'll,
4: we yeah. But I, I think we'll it's more the- like the the muddle through line in in uh in the other song. Yeah like it's more like that where it's just like somebody was like mm, this makes me uncomfortable let's just boop, 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 pave over that paradise a little bit
2: i feel like now is the point at which we have to discuss uh that this was first released on a very special christmas oh god the a very special christmas series there's 34 of them there's 34 of them now oh. that is that is quite dilute uh and super not special but, but once upon a time 87 87 uh <sighs> this Keith Haring cover this collection of tracks we have four tracks uh from that anthology uh, from that first one not from the rest of them just from the first one uh on this list of 45 classic christmas songs this was defining for me personally in my love for christmas uh i think this was really Defining for me and understanding that Keith Haring was like an artist to be into and then understanding how big that got. So for me, uh, because of all that, and because I think the Eurythmics cover really transforms a song that I just don't care about at all, um, into something like pretty vibey, I am, I'm, I'm voting a
4: I get that.
1: If anybody grew up in the New York area, they probably listened to Scott and Todd and at some point heard Walking Around in Women's Underwear.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't say it out loud. Oh, there's, and there's other ones.
4: There's other Police ones. Stuck my car. <laughs> um, I find this to be a very solid song. Uh, it taught me how to look out for birds, to tell the, to tell the changing of the seasons, um, but uh, this is a little too elementary school kid singing song for me. So while it can be very charming, I would prefer to live in a marshmallow world than a winter wonderland. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I gave it. Uh, I gave it a C. Kevin, what's your rhythmic here?
3: Uh, you know, part of this is it's. I have such trouble grading things. So I'm going to say something, and mm. I'm going to have a Kristen Stewart reaction where I'm like. You can't hold me to that opinion, man. Um, But, you know, in the moment I'm vibing and I think I want to say A, because this song really is such a vibe and it's uh, so general uh, in such a good way. It is it is the lo-fi chill hop of Christmas songs in many ways.
4: I on the cover. Yeah. Nailed it. Yes. I, I do have to give it points for being not a Christmas song. Like, it's not specifically Christmas. It's very much, this is winter, these are people frolicking, and then they got to warm up. There's nothing very Christmassy about it. Outside of, Parson Brown makes it Christian, but outside of that.
1: Meanwhile, Um,
3: Sleigh Ride is a Thanksgiving song. But anyway.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is the first one where I'm voting on the uh, version. (gasps) Oh, hey, Tasty Cake, love you. You're the best. Hey, buddy. So... Um, I I'm gonna say. Wait, you're voting on the version? Uh, in this case, yes. This one, I am going to vote on the version. Uh, Little Drummer Boy is an interesting song. I really like Alicia Keys's version, where she's like, ah, pum, 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 nah, ah, like that's fun. Um, if you're asking me, what is the most important Christmas moment in TV history? It's this. This yeah. is the most perfect live Christmas performance humanly possible. This is an S class. It
4: this, also, we should
1: change what S means to mean doing this piece on earth song.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's also gives you the, uh, being wouldn't with Bowie. If Bowie were by, uh, phrase that your boomer parents love to say at you when you're trying to explain your sexuality. Um, <laughs> uh this was the first song that taught me that a mashup can be something and uh it wrecks me every time. I have every a soft time. spot for little drummer boy to begin with. I find the the gathering your courage to play all the, to to play is when it's the only thing you have for this sudden new king that you're very excited about to be very um heart wrenching which is something uh, I am known for in my Christmas song choices. We'll get to that later. Um, So I love this. I love the cute little patter at the end. I love, and the beginning, like I love the idea that Bing was like, yeah, you're cool. Let's go. Like, this is, this is my Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga from when I was like a, like a four year old, like, and I'll be all love this song. Yes. It's an S tier. Cannot cannot imagine a world without it.
2: So, are we just totally divorcing this decision from the personal life of Bing Crosby? I mean, Bing Crosby was Listen, a giant bag of crap, but yeah,
4: but he looks real cute, and he reminds me of my grandpa, and he sings real nice, and really but he truly. His kids, I Listen, mean, I'm so sorry. We were, coo- crap too. we were cooing over Michael Jackson five minutes ago. I mean.
2: Uh... I don't know. I feel like I really do have to take away points because it's Bing Crosby. Um, Also, uh, the version of this that I would have liked um, that I'm actually I really did think about pulling a veto and being like, it has to be this one or we can't do the show is the Simpson sisters um ashley and jessica uh best version of the song by far most important most iconic i will Uh, this is a cute little second one this david bowie character and this bing crosby character it's a cute second second rate version but you know
3: when you said that when you said the simpsons sisters i literally thought you meant patty and maggie no patty and selma Bouvier. (laughs) Yeah, from The Simpsons. Yeah, yes. and Maggie Simmons. And Maggie from The Simpsons. I didn't even think of. I didn't even think of them. as what I'm saying.
4: Maggie's Kevin, not. Sorry. Let's get. Let's uh, let's go with that. Sing. Yeah, Maggie can't <laughs> sing. Like Kevin. I think you, you had
2: the right idea. I think. Uh, you if know, if there
4: was a song Maggie could sing, it would be Litter Drummer Boy. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's,
2: yeah she, that, that, she would do the pom pum 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 by sucking on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would I,
3: vote I, higher on that version. <laughs>
2: um yeah thank i uh,
3: Tom. tom's with me on the bouviers for no patty reason. patty and
2: selma that's what i thought yeah i appreciate that i love that uh i would now want to hear that version um but i was talking about jessica and ashley who just really take the song to levels that i think nobody was aware it could get to uh so i just i really want to thank them and for that i'm gonna give my i'm gonna give this a c
3: Right.
2: Yeah, same.
4: Well, wow. right. I. Some of, to some of us are right some of us are wrong.
3: Little drummer boy in the first place. Is
2: that I. If you were a little me drummer too. boy. Kev, I'll me neither.
3: That is a huge reason. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend it's not. Kev, were a little drummer long, boy. It's maudlin. I. Am it's also still creepy. A Stop drummer. talking about he
2: little he boys.
4: He <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I am moving yeah. us forward because I, I will say this: If we're talking about any of these artists and the people who originally wrote them, all of the songs are out.
3: Oh yeah, like, kind of art. All artists are all artists are pervert. That's what Kyri- Kirstie Alley taught us.
1: You know, mm-hmm. Bette Midler was canceled in the last couple of years repeatedly. Gaze, you're next. I'd be all right. Kevin and yeah, I had, had a lot community. of fun with that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, do
2: need to I just that. also I want to remind everybody watching, follow the link. Uh, you can find it on Twitter as well. Uh, and go put in all your votes so that we have these properly weighted. Uh, we want to know what you all think.
1: So I'm I'm gonna have to vote on the performance, not the person, which is why I'm your angel yeah. to be on here. Mm-hmm. Um but Uh, If you're asking me how I feel about white Christmas as a song, it's okay. I don't understand how it's like, I mean, and even then Guinness book of world records, no longer recognizes it as the chartably trackably best selling record of all time, because the numbers that have been reported that are unreliable from the 1930s and forties and fifties back -hmm. when you just literally sent in a piece of paper saying, yeah, I I sold this many and that was it. Um, You know, upwards of a hundred million copies. And like, it was, you know, it's hard to track sales in the forties. So uh, at this point, the Guinness book of world records now just recognizes it as the song recognized as the most sold song in the world, but no longer holds that distinction as that distinction now belongs to um, candle in the wind by Elton John. Uh, That said, uh, no, this actually isn't even my favorite version of white Christmas. I have included the Bette Midler version.
4: Because yeah, I why?
1: Couldn't, I couldn't find another thing to shame her for this album cover with. And I just thought that since I don't really give a shit about this song, this was a really good time to say, Bette Midler, what the fuck were you thinking? You literally
4: look like a crazy <laughs> yeah. snow clown. And that's not even like early 90s Bette Midler, is no. it? That, no, because that, that, no, that would be me. if she
2: was doing the hair and everything this in the, the early 90s. Best. Right, We'd be and like
4: was, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd
2: be like kind of a Tina reference. Um, this is no
1: diva, Las Vegas. Katie Seagal was not recently her backup singer. This is some third wives club. Yeah, uh,
2: and it's the, the, be the point. name uh, Cool Yule like also raggedy, really yeah. sucks. Oh, sorry.
3: No, it's just it looks like it's supposed to be point status, but it looks like Raggedy Ann is the
2: problem. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh um, white I, woman I, in Afro. I mean I think the name cool Yule really sucks. All of that said, <laughs> I actually really do like this version. Um and because it has the uh December twenty fourth and I wish I was up north line, which mm-hmm. is often excluded mm-hmm. from the song. Mm-hmm. Original and, intro or nothing. Exactly. And I think you know, whenever Bet gets in her doing oh the Amer- what,
1: my arrangement of White Christmas, uh, my Americana jaunt White Christmas is playing right now. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, whenever Bet gets into her American standards, American songbook groove, I sort of am charmed by her in new and different ways, and I feel like this is that. Uh, but I feel what you're saying. Um. This in different circumstances. If this were on a very special Christmas, if this had been produced in the late eighties, early nineties, and like the aesthetic was there, you know, we're talking hocus pocus era, she's having a little fun. I think this could the be smiley face on the titties. I think this could be even S S tier for me. Uh, but in this particular incarnation at this time with all of these factors in play, uh the vote is B.
4: B. I also gave this a B because uh, I prefer the older versions, the Bing Crosby versions, the basics. I have a very fond of who I was as a person uh, memory of calling my mother from California and leaving a, specifically when I knew she wouldn't be home to leave a voicemail singing I'll be home for Christmas uh, in there which is this song, right? I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, hol- it's
4: all from Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah. And so just like singing that into the voicemail and then waiting four hours for her to get home and her to lose her mind. So like, I have a lot of fond memories wrapped up into this. Um, I, I think Bette Midler is a great actress who can hold a tune. Good for her. I don't, I'm not interested in hearing her sing White Christmas. So uh, that's a B for me, dog. That's, a very, I, that's a very
2: kind grade for that uh, assessment of the situation, Tori, which I completely respect. <laughs> I'm so um, proud
1: of you, Tori. I am, for the rest of your life, proud of you.
2: That was like 25 burns in one, and at the end of it, you were like, but it's a B. I think that's very, uh, that's queen shit right there. Oh my
1: god, I haven't seen anybody torch bet Midler that hard since the reviews for Dolly.
4: Like, she's fine. I would have liked to have seen her Dolly. Dolly's not a crazy role because Ethel Merman was there first, but, like, mm. ah. I don't find her... Like, when people are like, Bet Midler, the singer, I'm like, yeah, I heard, like, On the Backs of Your Wing song is... Totally great, but that's like the extent I, of her thing. I'm, I'm not interested. Me, here's the dancer. I'm not interested in her version of God help the outcast Absolutely not. Don't get it anywhere near me. I'm, I just don't. I don't. I don't care that much. And that's also coming as a person who only knew her from First Wives Club. I didn't watch Hocus Pocus until I was like 24, so uh, I don't have as much fond memories of Bette Midler cooing in my ear as other people.
3: Your dismissiveness of wind beneath my wings is breathtaking.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's again (laughs) queen shit. Took my
1: wind wind away. Yeah,
4: exactly. Which is a lovely song, but please don't sing it to your mother right before you surprise her with a wedding to a guy who's going to leave you in four years. Mm. My family's very interesting sometimes.
1: Kevo, talk to me uh, Where do you where do you fall on a White Christmas? I think I'm going To go
3: with the general Vibe of the song and I'm also Going to middle out at a B because the thing About this song is It depends on how you're covering it I enjoy like the Happier, more Upbeat, white Christmas, but like When that's it's that's sad you're... And maudlin
4: I don't mm. know I like to
1: cry.
4: That. I like to cry at Christmas, though. I love to cry at Christmas. Oh. <laughs> well, crying at Christmas
1: is what our next song is all about. Yes. Uh, 1943's "Have Yourself a Merry Christmas." Um, it, specifically, I do think the Pretenders version is the most perfect. Uh, I mean, it's it's up there. It's 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 a. There's so many perfect versions of this song. Uh, whether you love the Judy. Or the Frank rewrite, which Judy would later cover on the Judy Garland show at Christmas singing to Liza and I guess Lorna was there. Um, You know, ultimately, the original writer wished it was more religious and has encouraged people to cover it as Have a Blessed Christmas and if the Lord allows, totally fine, whatever. That said, this is an S. Uh, Any version of this is an S. There are no bad versions of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And uh, I only wish that I hadn't needed to use this Pretenders song because "500 Miles" is another literally perfect Christmas song. Um, um, love this song. Why? Why did you choose this one? Uh, because this is the most heartbreaking I have ever found Chrissy Hines' voice. Uh, as a kid, um, I as a kid I literally followed the Pretenders around on con- and on tour, like as a kid. Uh, and okay, Bruno, I know the Tory version. But no, I that's
2: I mean that's yes that's what I was that's the I question I was queuing up.
1: One version, one song per person. And I wanted to use an original Tori song because Tori's done so many original songs for Christmas that it meant I wanted to respect that. She had 10 original Christmas songs. The Pretenders have won. So I I just that's how I split it. Um that said there is no bad version of this song and this song is perfect. S tier. Uh,
2: S tier song. Yeah, I I kind of do think it is. Have yourself a merry little Christmas is really the quintessential. I'm I'm really trying to be sparing with my S tier, so I want to make sure I know I've got one other one for sure. I got two. Um, I hope it's Christmas wrapping.
4: You picked a weird one for that.
2: Well, that, that 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 was. Yeah. That was 100% me, Tori. I was nobody, for you. That's nobody fine. else We're have would have. we have
4: a conversation have... later about New York Christmas songs. Yes, we absolutely, <laughs> we
2: absolutely will. Um, all right. I, uh gosh, I feel bad. I'm not going to give this my S tier. This is getting my A. I really, That's I a think. a great A. It's a great A, and it really is close to S. I do not have your personal relationship with the Pretenders. If it was the Tory one, it would be getting my S. That uh, that was the foundational song of the aforementioned uh, Christmas mix. That was getting that spark. Was it the Spark single?
1: Yeah, because it's yeah. Spark that, and it's um, Purple People. Do it again. Christmas in space. (laughs) Christmas in
2: space! (laughs) Yes, great piece of Tory lore, everybody. Uh, On the Spark single, it labels the song Purple People with a uh, in parentheses Christmas in space and then the next song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas uh, where the Christmas in space should clearly go. Uh, Anyway, that version, when I first acquired that single uh, and heard that, I was like, well, now I have my Christmas song and everything spun out of that. So that would be getting my S. But uh, in this case, this is a very loving A. Uh, and I I totally respect your reason for choosing this version, having this be what's on the list. I like that a lot.
4: Bruno coming in hot with the hot takes about a D level for this. Um, I'm not, I, I may have heard the Pretenders version before. I'm not, I'm. I, it's not standing out to me. Um, and I have to be force-fed Tori Amos, so I can't help you on this one. But for me, this is this is kind of peak maudlin Christmas for me. Um, I spend a lot of time actually. Whenever they're like from kids to one to ninety-two, I'm always like, "What about the ninety-three-year-old kids? When when justice for them?" Um, My grandpa died at
3: ninety-two, so it's funny for me.
4: Oh, he got to enjoy that. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> oh, mother. Oh.
1: my grandfather died Uh. at one wait that can't even be
4: possible you don't know you don't know science is great um so for me like this is like if i'm already in a mood about christmas and this comes on it is just crying on the nj transit like that is all that it is so for me like this one gets the maudlin version like of of feelings into the a category it's a strong choice i don't know what you new kids are doing i'll be over with bing taking five minutes to get through this song Mm -hmm. i left
1: new kids funky christmas off the list thank you
4: hey i left gaga's christmas tree with new kids off the list so i was
2: a good (laughs) christmas tree was one of the ones where i was like i feel like this needs to be on here but the only
4: reason it wasn't
2: is because it never technically charted
4: yeah, because it's it's like it's like a deep find that isn't technically on anything.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, some of these songs also did not chart, but that's fine. Kevo, um,
1: Kevo, how do you how do you how do you have merry little Christmases? Do you pretend them or do you uh, Tori Amos them? And I missed it.
3: I think I'm gonna see this one.
0: Ooh, okay. Kevo. Okay. Coming no, in hot. respect high. it.
4: Respect Man. it. Respect it. He says he doesn't like Maudlin. I respect it. Where's my paper bag? Where's my pa- <laughs> It only it only underlines why I love it. He's not liking it.
1: I agree. No, I really agree because it really democracy. does represent where our music choices mm-hmm. are different. Uh I'll
3: upgrade it to B because it is one of those it makes the season but it's again, like I said in the beginning, it's that one where I'm probably not going to go seek it out. I know it'll mm. come to me. It's going to find me. It will. Like, whamageddon. We're <laughs> moving on to the next one. Yeah. <sighs> okay. The Christmas Song.
1: So, I did a little bit of homework on this. Oh, turns God. out Nat King Cole recorded this song four separate times across 20 years. Holy snap! So I never ever and the one that everybody knows is the third of four so i never oh, from 1961 Piana. the original is just piano the second is piano and orchestra because the uh studio didn't of course you know they never respected nat king cole um you know he was a black man who was able to make the money but they weren't interested in giving him that kind of respect mm-hmm. and he had to fight for the right to have this single recorded with strings um that is, of course, a better known version. And then ultimately, there would be the version he re-recorded in 61 that's associated with the black and white video. Um, then of course, they did this incredible uh, animation for it just a handful of years ago. I'm gonna give this song an A, and the only reason it's not gonna get an S is because as a guy who has like studied the song for a couple of Christmases in a row and like has played the, you know the note for note accompaniment of the Nat King Cole version. It's a song that if you play the dynamics even one note off, it's dark and sad and depressing. If your BPM is even one note slow, it's dark and sad and depressing. This recording flawless. All of his recordings flawless. Um, the John Legend, I, I love John Legend, but like his like almost like dead eyes looking at the camera, just kind of singing along doesn't have the magic. So, this one has to be an A because it's performance based for me.
2: Uh you chose a great one uh for the modern version, which is the one from 30 Rock.
1: Uh, oh, I did that. Thank oh, you. Oh no, that's all Kevy.
2: Kevo, uh that that is bumping up this vote for me. Uh, I think this, I don't like the song. Uh, I, this is, uh, imagery of Christmas. That is exactly what doesn't rest resonate with me. Uh, I love Nat King Cole and like, this is so me grinching. Like this is so not like, Oh, this idiot wrote a dumb song. It's just not my vibe. But then I, the I just want to ro-
1: say, uh, Mel Torme wrote it. I believe this one was Mel Torme. Um, That feels very plausible. uh, He wrote it on a very hot July day,
2: Uh, as as we all do when we're writing Christmas songs. You're just wanting a better time. That's when you
4: got to record. That's when you got to film. That's when you got to do it.
2: The thirty rock one works for me because it is. Sincere in that way where all uh, broadcast sitcoms during the Christmas season want to give something Christmassy, but it is also very 30 Rock in that Jenna is singing it. So, Jenna, and in this moment of desperation to be a holiday queen, uh, Nico, I see that face, I see the resonation. Uh, and Jenna actually has my Jenna and Cheyenne Jackson have one of my all time favorite Christmas songs ever. Yes, yep, I love Uh, that one too. 30 Rock has some great Christmas episodes, it It has some great Christmas content. So, I distinctly remember that moment being like, This is cute, this is fun, I'm having a good time with this, and then all of a sudden it cuts to a lane stretch and out of nowhere i cried top five that i've ever cried in my life and she had not died yet i was just oh, aware no. that she it was <laughs> that she was close and that yeah. this this moment where she is there uh, sort of non-diegetically singing with Jack. It's this weird moment where it really is Elaine Stritch and Alec Baldwin. And not...
1: Alec Baldwin being so in awe of her. Like yes. He... Oh, my God. Uh, the woman of humility.
2: Yeah. Like, it is not the, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Donaghy and Jack Donaghy singing together. It is Elaine Stritch and Alec Baldwin. And it is this woman who uh, it really, to me, was an early... Like gave me an early understanding of being uh, an iconographic theater queen singing this song, you know, not with the power of somebody like Jane Krakowski at her much younger peak, but with the power of somebody who has lived her entire life. And it's just such a beautiful moment. So anyway, for all of that, uh, I am giving this a, a loving A
3: uh yeah i am also going to go with a uh you know obviously i put it there so i picked this version uh, yeah for the same the same reason it's just so beautiful uh you know it's funny and as i'm thinking about do i like this song what do i like about this song one of the things I think I really love about this song is it is one of those things where it feels like the entire song is three sentences, but it takes them three and a half minutes to say yeah. that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like the way uh, I, Justin Aguilera would sing Row, 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 your boat." Yeah. yeah, I just, I love that
3: really long rolling length of time for the one simple thought. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, sweet uh, song. You can't really pep this one up, but I don't think you need to. This is that wistful thing. You know, like it's sad, but it's bittersweet.
1: And if I can jump in on that, Kevo, something you say there, there's this line in this song that when Nat King Cole sings it, you know, exactly what Bruno says, how easy he makes it sound. When he sings the line to see if reindeer really know how to fly, I understand what a good vocalist is in that moment. There's vocalists who have giant ranges, doesn't matter. When he says if reindeer really know how to fly, I literally experience my mom taking me to FAO Schwartz. On a cold Christmas day. It is like literally the most New York thing you can experience. It's so perfect. And then in contrast, Sleigh Ride is just the silly things about Christmas. And I'm going to be honest. The Ronette Sleigh Ride is the best upbeat Christmas song of all time. It literally eats all I want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it literally... <laughs> Sleigh Ride is what All I Want for Christmas is trying to be. Mm -hmm. It turns out there were 20 years of failed to moderately successful versions before well-known murderer Phil Spector decided to make this song perfect. Um, You know, I I was trying to have...
4: He was just really good at his job. I'm very sorry.
1: (laughs) swear to God, The Wall of Sound is like one of the five most important moments in music production history. And it never sounds better than Sleigh Ride. Of course, Ronnie herself is one of the finest vocalists of her style. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an A. This is an out-of-the-park A. That said, there's three other good versions in history. And they're your discretion for me. Two of them are Gwen Stefani and Mariah Carey. But I'm sure there's other good versions. Your mileage may vary.
4: Yeah, um... I feel really bad because "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" just reminded me that that's where the one to ninety-two is, and the uh, "Make the Yuletide Gay" is in Christmas song. It's fine. I'm great, or the other way around. <laughs> the other way around. Christmas song has one to ninety-two. Have yourself a little. It's it's why these titles like get me screwed yes. up because when it's just a song about like general Christmas ideas and there's no plot, I'm always like, which one is this? Which one is she? Um, I love sleigh ride. Um... I, I give it a three because <laughs> I do love the Ronette's version, but I think that there are better Ronette Christmas songs out there. So that's where I live
1: at Christmas.
4: Yeah. And also the, the, the clip clop that sometimes comes with the sleigh ride can be a little much So the Constant
1: key change.
4: I know. And it's so hard for me to keep up with those. I just can't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I love Sleigh Ride. It's, it, of the Bs, it is a top B trying to be an A minus. Um, but in the interest of not making every song an A and some of them an S, it's got to be a B.
2: Uh, Tori, you took the words right out of my mouth. I feel exactly the same way. It's a it's a very loving B. Mm-hmm.
1: Kevo, are you a Sleigh Ride boy? Do you like the galloping clop-clop and the mm-hmm. fact that it has three goddamned modulations <laughs>
3: uh you know what yeah i think that i do and i i think that i might decide to wild out because we are on our eighth song and uh i might go all the way up to s dang just to wild out um because you know what down. it's one of those things where it is Uh, Pretty generic to the holiday season, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. It's a Thanksgiving song, technically. This isn't Christmas. Playwright is Thanksgiving. Uh, It's just Christmas appropriated it like Christmas appropriates everything.
0: Mm. Christmas Um, that
3: white man. But so I love that that makes it uh, something that can fall on the list of generic Christmas songs. And uh, yeah, I like the clop clop. Something about my auntie brain.
1: It likes the clop clop noise. all right um yeah Uh, well from things that i like from the 60s this uh experimenting with the quality of sound to things i do not like about the 50s um i hate the way certain things have held up over time sound wise like quality wise Mm -hmm. um like, uh, reach out, you know, I'll be there. You can always count on me. The harmonies in there sound like hell. Like, it is bad recordings. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the most talented men in the history of R&B. And they sound bad because bad real to real. I bet if this was the 40s or 50s and I was listening to a really fresh copy of Blue Christmas, it would sound great. But for the most part, it sounds like somebody is beating Ickis to death with Oblina. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how this is Christmassy. It is my only D.
2: This is a bummer for me because, like I said, I there's a version of this I really like. Uh, it's the Bright Eyes version. There's a few others. Cheryl Crow. Uh, Cheryl break-
1: Crow's is like actually fine. Yeah, that if I yeah if I only I would be then, so stoked to give
2: that a B or a C. Uh, the Bright Eyes one would get a B for my personal reasons. Uh, this is a really weird case of this is also getting a D vote from me, uh, and I don't dislike the song. I don't love the song, uh, but I don't dislike it, and uh, I. I love to see, especially modern uh, rock characters, do it because it is really hammy and stupid. But also, like, I mean, Bright Eyes is such a good example of, like, this is the, the lyrics of this song are emo in a time before people did emo. So it just sounds like yeah, how I, we all I, have I to ultimately works. admit how stupid so many emo songs sound, where it's like, this is too, you're too sad about nothing uh but you've just disguised it with better language yeah, so yeah um tick,
1: there wasn't a t in presley
2: <laughs> so yeah this is uh this is getting a d vote from me as well um
3: i just feel like for me a d is like i never want to hear it again that's and I, I never want you. to hear I, this one again that's
1: correct yes i never want to hear this song again <sighs>
3: No, there's other songs that I know I'm going to want to... I'm going to want to say I feel that way about. Much more than that. <laughs> so I'm saving it for that. Respect. Blue Christmas can pull it out. Especially the original. Um, but, like, I, I hate the Glee version. Fast forward. Don't care about you, Rory. Shut up. Uh, I gotta care. If You have to give me a reason to care about Blue Christmas. It doesn't come built in. It's a lot of these songs... A lot of these songs, my caring comes built in. This one, you gotta give me a reason. I want it to be blue.
1: It's not Zoe Chanel singing in the ghetto. I just don't have a reason to care.
4: Huh. Huh. All right, as yeah, a yeah, resident, yeah. as the resident Elvis apologist on the on staff, uh, let me start off with. I'm sorry. The, the oh, it's fine. It's fine. He. Base he basically married a child it's fine i get it the only reason this is not an s tier for tori because of strictly elvis presley is that straight up i prefer silver bells to blue christmas of his Same. i find his silver bells to be astounding amazing wonderful yes blue christmas is his song that he then gets have to have other people cover but silver bells is better uh i like blue Although- christmas
1: I just want to say, the best thing Elvis ever did was give us Lisa Marie, who, uh, what a tragic loss. Just I cannot stop standing
2: Lisa Marie for the rest of my life, sorry. Oh
4: yeah, no, like please, give us give us everything he has given us. Um, honestly, Austin Butler is better off for that movie, thank you, and good night. But, uh, Blue Christmas is lovely, Blue Christmas is wonderful, Blue Christmas is another maudlin song that never just quite gets me there, because I'm always enjoying Elvis too much to really get sad, sad about it. Um, and I think Silver Bells is much more haunting. So he only gets an A class from me strictly on the fact that this is Elvis's entry in our, in our system. Yeah.
1: So I would like to go from here to uh, Elvis is actually a really a great example of why I'm giving this next song an A.
2: Oh God.
1: I want you to think about the greatest story song performers of all time. And if anybody comes to mind, but share, I'm going to play some stuff for you. And I want you to think about how, you know, in 1978, I think it was, um, they come to Sonny and Cher with uh, the night the lights went out in Georgia. And Cher goes, Son, I want to do this song. And Sonny goes, no, it's going to insult half of the Americas. You can't do it. No, I'm going to go run for
4: mayor. What a great congressman. (laughs) Thank
2: this you. is quite the impression.
4: So then,
1: share. You know, share does all of the the share songs that I guess wouldn't offend the country, like half breed and gypsies, tramps, and thieves. But I want you to imagine a share. I don't know her fucking hell, uh, Bruno King. I want you to imagine a a share version, story song version of Rudolph. You know Dasher, and Dancer, and Prancer, and Vixen, <laughs> Comet, and Cupid, and daughter and Glitchin. Right? Like, her Rudolph, her mm-hmm. story song Rudolph, that's Harper Valley PTA. Mm-hmm. That's the night the lights went out in Georgia. That's... Midnight Train to Georgia. Come to think of it, you can write a lot of songs about Georgia. What I'm trying to say. Okay. So what are you trying to say?
4: I'm fascinated because I can't tell if that that's definitely not Cher on the cover. No, that's Megan Trainor follow. because Cher
1: hasn't done it. Uh. Um, this story song in the hands of a genius would be life world. I think we could take Rudolph to the next level. I'm going to give Rudolph an A for the quality of story song. But recognize that there's really no fucking banger version of Rudolph because Cher won't do it. Coward. <laughs>
2: uh, this is a D for me. I can't stand. This, I can't stand Megan Trainor. Um, I can't well, but Rudolph
3: I, in general. I don't you care about Rudolph.
2: Rudolph. <gasps> uh, okay.
4: What his girlfriend to make sure.
2: scientifically feels implausible. Uh, his I...
4: girlfriend and the island of the misfit toys. It they're, the ga- they're the biggest claymations you can find. I that was going to say
2: that the claymation does nothing for me. What do you got, Keva?
3: Because we grew up like right as Silence of the Lambs came out, it always yeah His girlfriend's name was Clarice. It's not Respect. their fault, but it yeah. ruins that name for our childhood. So yep. I couldn't get past yeah. that
4: plus she was so fickle
2: much like she... megan trainor pick a lane girl we'll go we'll uh, to
4: claymation later
2: yeah we we, we, we definitely it. you know they don't have enough left to fi- finish the latest wallace and gromit movie and i feel like uh it's probably megan Trainer's fault somehow so uh yeah it's a d for me dog
4: <laughs> that's fucking weird okay Rudolph the yeah, Red Nose De- Nosed Reindeer is my first C is my second C vote, I guess, next to the Eurythmics. Um, because it's a fine song. I have fond the I honestly the only thing keeping it from being a D is because I do have very fond feelings for the Claymation. If there are better songs from the Claymation. We'll get into them. But uh Rudolph mm. is fine. Rudolph is Charming and rememberable for all of the uh, f- funny little jokes versions that you used to hear on the schoolyard, with Robin laying an egg, etc. Um, but that's the no. That's anyway. I'm going go real, to go real. to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep. It's a C. Thank you.
1: All right. This is this is insane, Kevo. Kevo, how do you feel about our 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 Hooven? <laughs> Christmas friends I am jingle gonna go bells. with uh jingle bells
3: Sorry. B, uh because it's one of those songs that I do enjoy and I do need go to ahead. hear every year but it really depends on uh the person and the version uh I'm not always in the mood for like the what is it 30 second intro it might be 10 seconds feels like 30 mm. uh and I don't need all of that uh I just skip to the skip to the B um but yeah so I'm gonna go with B
1: All right. Well, that's very fair. So then I hope all of you give equally scathing reviews to Frosty the Snowman, which I'm going to once again say, if you guys like story songs, I want you to think about shares Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman!
2: Uh, We don't need to do that because we have something better on the table.
1: Okay, but listen. If we were to take Frosty and bring it up a little bit, Hunger Games it. What if people were filming him and what if they were sending fireballs? Like, I feel like we could take Frosty to the story song next level. Why the fuck are we doing movies like Titanic when there's this story that's yet to be told? Well, don't they?
2: Isn't there's a? It's a Jack Frost. There's Guardian. It's not an action flick. So I mean, come on.
1: So, Um, um, but Frosty gets an A
2: this is my first s uh because of the fiona apple version which is Great. the like i said it's the one on the table uh this song makes me so happy i love fiona apple so much uh for years this song did not exist and my fiona apple song for my christmas mix was uh, a live version of christmas blues which that- is
1: one of the most perfect live unexpected recordings in history.
2: He is correct. Uh, I think I still have on my hard drive, the only, I like, I became a genius for 20 minutes and fully learned how to master a live track out of nowhere so that I could just improve the quality of Fiona Apple singing Christmas blues so that it was up to snuff with the rest of my Christmas mix. And so that Um, it would be as good as the quality of her Use Me.
1: You guys like Bill Withers? You like Bill Withers? All right, I'm going to play Bill Withers. Here's Use Me.
2: It's not how the monologue at the beginning goes. I can quote it later. Um, yes, yeah. I did work very hard on Frank all Grange. of the... Um, sitting Here in Limbo, Angel, uh, Use Me. Yeah, anyway, I all of the Fiona Apple live tracks from the uh, post-title uh, pre-idler wheel era are very great. Anyway... Um, her singing "Frosty the Snowman" makes me so happy, and I just think it's jaunty, and she has a lot of fun with it. I don't hate a story song for Christmas; I just don't like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Frosty does it for me. This just makes me so happy. This is this was this year. This was the first Christmas song I listened to as soon as the last bite of turkey had gone down, McGullett. Uh, the other day, on went "Frosty the Snowman" by Fiona Apple. So this is my first S, and I'm so happy with my vote.
3: So what I'm hearing is you need some sort of Frosty versus Rudolph the way we have Godzilla versus King Kong.
2: Yep, that oh would be God. ideal.
1: Elf Monarch would be our favorite show. Yep,
2: this ah. you, the the, the pitches tiny. the pitches in the bag. I'm sold. Uh,
1: yeah. Speaking of people who are holiday standards, I was just trying to find a pivot to you, Tori. Mm. You are like Frosty the Snowman uh, in that it just wouldn't be Christmas without you. How do you feel about?
4: Oh, I also call this a C-tier song. Um, I don't know any Fiona Avril almost at all. Did um, you just say Fiona Avril? Because she is my new favorite
1: person. Uh, sir,
4: Sullen sir. Skater yeah, is average. the queen of everything. It's called slurring. Um, so <laughs> I was... So much. I was... Uh, I liked Frosty... I always preferred Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Claymation to Frosty the Snowman 70s animation even though I prefer The Grinch above all three. But um, i did frosty snowman is tainted for me because they really hyped up frosty returns when we were when we were small children and why oh, hey. was very deeply underwhelmed as a six or seven year old when i finally saw it so uh was not pleased um so it's fine i like it i don't think there's anything that particularly stands out about it so it's always just a yeah it's on the radio i'll bop along but it's i'm not you know, changing the channel or anything. I'm not seeking it out. It can be on the playlist. It's not where I start the shuffle. Yeah. You know, Kevo, you
1: wound up with a man with a nice round belly. How do you feel about Frosty? Oh my. No, I didn't, you
3: moron. Um, <laughs> you have
4: Peck, Shut up.
3: <laughs> uh, is that,
4: Frosty. Is there, are those her is his belly? I
1: This is where your globes are. I would love to see Dirk Haber play Frosty the Snowman, unrelated to anything. Kind of.
4: Uh, also, snowmen have been really ruined since Frozen, TBH.
1: Oh, we'll get
3: Respect. to Frozen, don't worry. Well, I,
4: I know we will.
3: This is, I'm going to go, much like Rudolph, probably with B, this is another, it's a standard. You know, you aren't always in the mood for it, it depends on who's covering it, it depends on where you are and the mood, and blah blah blah, you know
1: middle. So I'm going to pivot us to our next song which uh, actually is the first song that the version would have gotten an S. The song gets an A. Um, so Man with the Bag is 1950's most perfect piece of Christmas and actually an incredible number of songs came out in 1950 for Christmas music including our precious sleigh bells. I'm sorry silver bells. Um, you know a lot of really perfect songs came out in that year. But Man with the Bag celebrates everything that's upbeat, jazzy, excited about Christmas, and there is no more perfectly beautiful Christmas elf on this planet oh. than Darren Chris.
0: True.
1: Um, and now this is actually really funny. If you ask me, who is the finest singer working in music now that we have lost Chris Cornell and Jeff Buckley? It's kind of far and away Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert is, like, the actual... Like, if we're talking technical ability, maybe the finest vocalist in recorded music right now. I mean, like, on a technical level. You cannot like him because he looks like a fucking Thundercat. But, like... He does. He has a giant lion of a man.
4: Queen wouldn't let him tour with them if he wasn't good at it. Like, let's put it that way. Or look like a lion.
1: Yeah. Like, the Thundercats would send him a cease and desist. They'd be like, Thundercat, ho. Um, (laughs) But... Adam Lambert hits a note at the end of this particular version of Man With The Bag by Darren Chris that if you ever needed to know why he was capable of playing Fiero on Broadway, fucking god. This guy, I literally oh, I that. I sat there in in my bedroom on the on the bed while Kevin was in the shower getting ready for this episode, literally saying, "But how does he sing that high so perfectly? How does he sing that high so perfectly?" Adam Lambert, Darren Chris their performance of an a song is s class but the problem with man with a bag is if you don't have that everybody's waiting for the man with the bag kind of like vibe it's gonna like kurt cobain's man with the bag look i will defend you know you're right till the end of my life right but i am trying to imagine you know Waiting for the man with the man. Like, it's not good. Yeah, right? I love this.
2: This pitch too, works actually. for me.
1: I'm imagining Eddie Vedder do it. For the man with the man. He just writes, I love that Adam Lambert form. has Edgewitch
3: tattoos. Oh
1: my god, <laughs> Adam Lambert. What if, anyway, this is if you've ever been to a Disney park, the Disney parks love this. Um, this is a standard for them if you've ever done like a a four-part harmony satb kind of concert you've sung this a hundred times i sang this at least 10 times before college uh as a t as a tenor Um, this is one of my favorite christmas songs ever i only wish i could give it an s thanks for letting me monologue for 15 minutes about this very dumb song thank you
3: Tori, is this where the wedding is in red white and royal blue I Honestly,
4: I'm, I'm staring at it going <laughs> I think this is where they where Derek Chris went to school for all those years as a warbler um it could, be. <laughs> it could be um I had not heard this before today. I'm not actually a very jazz standard uh, Christmas song person. Mine is more crooners um so like I, I barely knows that you Santa Claus so um, this is fine. <laughs> It's lovely, but I don't know her and I honestly cannot pull up the memory of it in my brain from about an hour ago, so it's going to get a D just because something has to get a D on here that isn't my own so- my own choices that aren't on the list.
2: Uh, it's a C for me. I just don't care uh, I don't, in any way. I don't care about the original. I definitely don't care about this one. Um... Yeah, I I have very little to say. Kevo, you waiting for the man with the bag?
3: Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just deciding between A or if I want to do another S. We're not really giving a lot of S's, and we're like...
2: As we shouldn't. S is the the star on top of the tree.
1: Kev, please keep talking. There's a Grinch trying to interrupt you.
3: We have 45 songs, and we are uh, getting closer and closer to a third of the way through, and very few S votes. So, um, it should also be a little evenly distributed, I feel. There shouldn't only be, like, two, and everything else is D. Uh, I want mine, if, I, if my if my tree of songs is going to be weighted heavy in one direction or the other, I'd rather it be up. Uh, Good.
1: I'm going to go with S. Yay! Yay! Now, if you have been to F A O Schwartz, see this will me, be low. If you, <gasps> if you have stared at the Macy's windows, Ooh. if you have a heart, or have ever sat on Santa's lap, this is your song. Yep. This is this is this is busy sidewalks, city sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. It's Christmas, motherfuckers. Um, this gets an A for me. This version is terrible, but I put it on here. Because people sometimes think a little San Junipero and think, wow, heaven is a place on earth. And they sort of forget mm. every song by the Go Go's and that Belinda Carlisle has a voice like somebody standing on one of those old fashioned exercise machines that shake you. So, um, silver bells gets an a for me this version not so much uh the kate smith of course like if you i mean she's literally the most famous opera singer outside of renato tabaldi but like the kate smith um the bing crosby i think he has one right so you know this is just an a
4: yeah uh I'm going to need you to start saying what these are in the beginning, because I I go off on a tangent in my brain, because for a moment when it's really small, I thought that we were already on Where Are You Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) um, Like I said, I far prefer Elvis Presley's Silver Bells, um, but I love uh, I love a lot of Silver Bells. I think they're really great. Um, this is a, this is definitely an A tier for me just because the S tier would have been if it was the Elvis Presley version.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, uh, Kevin, how do you feel about, how do you feel about Silver Bells? I feel like this is a New York staple.
3: I agree, but gosh, do I want to go as low as D? It is, it is sort of the opposite of the Christmas song to me. That thing where I was like, it's slow and it's one thought and it takes forever. But like the sad version, the really sad version. It doesn't <laughs> sound like it should be sad. Like this, the, the content isn't sad, but it sounds like a dirge. And so that's why I just, I don't know. I don't think I can give it a D just because like, yeah, it is. It is Silver Bells. I get that. So really, but I think I need to go see.
2: Uh, I accidentally gave it a B. It was supposed to be a C. Uh, yeah, Kevo, again, you you nailed my thoughts. Uh, I get that it is not a sad song, but it is like wading through molasses, which I promised myself I wasn't going to do again after high school. Huh
3: when you're on the molasses
4: team. I just think it's a really good the feel of it is the slog through the wet gray snow of the New York City streets. I think it I perfectly captures that. Yes, and it I also getcha. perfectly
1: Christmas. Christmas. You know? It it's
4: great.
3: And that's my problem with it. Oh. Oh.
4: Well, yeah. <laughs> I was saying, okay. I know okay.
3: you love that. I know. <laughs> uh, I don't like being wet and cold. Leave me alone. It's
2: well, like here comes the D.
1: Well, let's talk about an S for me. Jesus Christ um, on the whoa. cracker. I cannot think of few songs that are Essier than this. Um, and let me be clear with you. Until October 31st, if yep. you ask me who I would literally slay in combat, and if you ask me January 1st, the answer is probably identical. But if you ask me November 1st to December 31st, the man I most want to be, the guy I keep in my heart and think about channeling the positive energy of. You ask me, the sexiest man on the fucking planet from November 1st to December 31st? Oh, it's Michael Buble. There is no one who is more Christmas for me than Michael Buble. Uh, This record is literally the best-selling Christmas record of all time. Uh, and for really good fucking reason. This is an S for me. This is me meeting my dad because we just really wanted to... So I would go on the train and I would meet my dad in the city because we would just want to see an extra couple of Christmas shows that my mom didn't. Like, my mom would go see White Christmas or she would go see, uh, you know, the Rockettes, but she wouldn't go to, like, a college production of Holiday Inn. Uh, But my dad would go meet me at, like, a a Brooklyn University production of Holiday Inn. And uh, that, for me, is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Just... Perfect. Uh, everyone else can give it D's. I'm totally ready, but for me, this record is Christmas perfection.
2: Uh yeah, it's a D. Uh, I <laughs> happily gave it a D. I think Michael Bublé is the only thing I can think of that is creepier than this song itself. Uh, what Wait, a match! No.
1: Made- what about the Rainbow Connection?
2: the uh, Rainbow Connection is weirdly creepy, but somehow grew on me after okay. a while uh this has never grown on me I, it's it's even just the pattern of like it's beginning to look a lot i don't know it just i i never have liked it i don't like any version of it uh i really don't like michael buble uh, i love
3: your villain take now i need to hear that <laughs>
2: It's beginning to
3: look. Yeah, it's just like
2: it's, Christmas. It's a golem <laughs> song. It is Smeagol through and through. Not interested. I could. Christmas. I wish I never heard it again from anybody. Uh, yep, fully a D. I'm on the ah. Toys
1: R Us indoor Ferris wheel when I hear this. Jesus,
2: Christ. I love that for you.
4: I am deeply fascinated that Nico forgoes Harry Connick Jr. Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, Michael Bublé that could have gotten the seat because I understand that Michael Bublé is very good at what he does and is, is a technically better singer than Harry Connick Jr. Listen. But I think Harry Connick Jr. is a much more uh, visually appealing. I saw Christmas Modern Crooner.
1: I saw Pajama Game Live. I jizzed in my pants looking at his giant pecs on stage. Yeah, he just performs like it's someone else's song every single time.
2: You're saying this as about Harry Connick Jr., but not Michael Bublé.
1: No, absolutely nobody on the planet loses himself to having any personality
3: in his song. Like I get that Michael Bublé surrenders himself to the fact that he is famous for nothing but these covers. Yes. When he told me the number of cover albums boobs has done. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's not like you have physical copies.
4: Yeah. So for me, Booblay's not that interesting. It gets a something for me. Uh, Mm. He gets a, he gets a C for me. He's fine. I like, uh, I like this song i like i like other versions of it but like uh, buble is always he tries to take my sad stuff and make it too jazzy he likes to take my fun stuff and make it too sad i've i'm never impressed by the choices he makes yeah i'll agree with that he ruined van morrison's moon dance
1: which is a literally unruinable song yeah you can't you
4: can't uh, you can't
1: christmas only that's it for me
4: sorry kevo what's what's your what's your bubbly feels today
3: Uh, You know, not necessarily particular to the boobs, but I think I am going to go with A for the general concept of this song. Um, You know, it's one of the peppier ones, it's one of the staplier ones. Uh, You know, Booblight does a good job. I don't know that I've heard the conic, I'm not really hooked on conics. Uh,
1: That is hysterical. I am literally changed.
4: I
3: watched the Harry Connick Jr. episode of Cheers this week, but that's not Harry, the same. Thing. I
4: mean, and Harry Connick Jr. did did slow down in the in the zeitgeist when he was just so very boring on Will and Grace, but that was not his fault. Harry Connick Jr. Somewhere.
1: I'm going uh, Harry Connick Jr. is just Chris Isaac with peck implants.
3: somewhere yeah. in the version of the pop culture, there is a version of the Fox live action Grinch musical where it's Harry Connick Jr. instead. And I
4: wonder if it's the world scary. would have been kinder. Oh my God! Funny. A world where Harry Connick Jr. is in charge of Leah Michelle Ungley. Oh wow, that so old... oh, I'm so sorry, but we also just say
1: Harry Connick Jr. cast in a live action version of Family. Um, sorry, of uh, American Dad would literally change everything. Oh, that's right? a
3: different episode. Um, Moving on from boobs.
1: Yeah, I, I have to give a song a C. I was 25 years old. Sitting at the Christmas dinner table, and I said, Look, I love older guys, I'm super into old guys. Dilfs and gilfs is my shit. But, um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus creepy that's like in front of your kid, you save that shit for your basement dungeon. And, uh, this song is a C, a solid C. I don't like sexy baby Christmas. I think Allison Brie is probably Meryl Streep, and that everybody else is wrong thinking Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep. I think Annie is probably the best acted sitcom character in the history of well, television. And say I that's next.
2: I was going to say, I don't like where this is going.
1: And I still yeah. think poopy-doop can... sex is the unfunniest thing in the God history of the community. Nico,
2: get out of here.
1: You should have saved that for when we were talking
3: about Santa Baby.
1: Oh, I have We'll one. We'll get back to oh,
3: it. Don't worry. More for that. Oh, you're not. Now You said it uh, once. are so,
4: so wait. Oh, no, so so I have n- a separate
1: thing for Santa <laughs> so Baby. So
4: Nico is of the opinion that Daddy is dressed as Santa Claus. No, no. no. As a kid, I spent my entire life thinking mommy was fucking Santa because I like old guys.
1: And so I always thought she was just going after a thick old man.
4: Right. But no, all I those, almost, that almost too. all of us think that because that is the surface level yep. idea. I never when went When you further. get a little older, you start to be like, wait a second. Uh, Daddy's in the suit.
2: Honestly, uh, I- Older than 30, because I stopped caring. Uh, and so I never and And it took me, uh, and I like my version better. I think it's a lot funnier if she's just a slut for presents. Uh, and yeah. maybe they're Polly. Who knows? You know, I'm very open to oh. ideas. There is but no I think...
1: age I would tell Patrick Warburton no.
3: One of there my favorite things is there is a Scarlett Johansson SNL sketch <laughs> that has this really <definitely laughs> strong. Kevo uh,
4: dropped that in front I... of my
3: eyes today as the daughter of this parent of this parent set with scar jo and mikey day as the parents with mikey day as a watcher and the daughter realizing that oh i guess my fetish is watching people so it's a great spin on uh on the song and it's 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 what that version makes it for me but this one no this is a d hard d hard 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 d <sighs>
2: I respect it. I went C just because of the Jackson Five. Uh, I kind of, I kind of wish I had gone D uh, because this is a terrible song. It's gross and weird. Uh, but I, I don't know that we have enough uh, black voices on the list, not through any fault of our own, but because the holiday music scene tends to skew very white. Um, you
1: know, I went by uh, I went by sales charts And yeah. that literally means That we are going to skew white You know, this Christmas yeah. Other than the really tragic story That follows several years later This Christmas is one of the best Christmas songs of all time And, uh, you know, it just didn't have the numbers Because it was a black artist in the 70s
2: Right uh, so anyway, I, I gave it a C, but this is a weird creepy song
4: This is um, We're going to get into a bunch of Little kids singing Who are actually adults or in adult-sized uh, groups.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, we're going to get a few of these. This is the most, I think, palatable of all of them. If you ask the general public, do you like I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Chipmunk Song, Hippopotamus, Two Front Teeth? Like The general consensus is, oh, please, just give me I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I don't need the others. So uh, I, I also enjoy the Jackson 5 in this. This is, again, peak, cute little Michael. Michael's so um, good
1: in 70. Oh, my so God. Good.
4: So good. But I'm going to give it a B because it took me. I, I still have questions. Who is Santa? Is it magic? Is this the Hallmark s- story well, we were all missing?
3: And what's funny to me is I saw a tweet talking about this being like, by by the time millennials started popping out, y'all stopped dressing up as Santa, like, at large. Some kids' yeah. parents still did. But, like, I remember thinking the Holiday Armadillo episode, why is it such a big deal that he dresses up as Santa? Like, this isn't a thing that I ever knew anyone's parent to ever do.
1: So We did it. We did it for... Yeah. Because your dad is, like, your dad is year-round summertime Santa. Your dad is such a fun guy. I love your dad.
4: Yeah, so I grew up with going to Christmas at my cousin's house and their dad would dress up or the dad of the youngest kid would dress up as Santa and it was always a hoot and a half but like we very much had a someone dresses as Santa and shows up for Christmas thing so that was never uh, a part of the zeitgeist so mm.
1: you know not to, to jump us ahead too fast but to go to a song that I gave a D. Um I D I can't think of a sexy Santa song I like less I actually, like, I'm really being serious with you. Uh, A a, a Santa who's a little bit more muscle than fat, but only a little bit more muscle than fat, is kind of my dream body type. Like, I love a guy who's 55 with a good, you know, with a good set of pecs and a good belly. But, like, Santa Baby doesn't get it. Santa Baby does not capture fucking a 60-year-old quite right. And uh, there's a guy who has... Uh, you know, Santa Baby, you're close, but you are not giving me that Santa good vibe. Um, and I maybe regret going with Madonna's. I wanted to go with Kylie's, but ooh, I am so ooh. obsessed with Mika, the second greatest vocalist on earth, that I chose to go with Kylie and Mika doing wonderful Christmas time because Mika can literally hit every note ever. Like he's the weird little gremlin guy in Pentatonics. Um so, uh, Santa Baby, D, anybody else who has better opinions on this song? Because I promise you, I don't. I
2: gave it Ness. S. Uh, this no, no, really? What? Interesting.
1: Tell this is one than. of my
2: all-time favorite Christmas songs. I, of course, like the Eartha Kitt version the best. Of course, of course. Uh, the Eartha Kitt could have gotten
1: a B or an A out of me.
2: Yeah, Ooh. I love, I, I think this is a really fun song. Uh, And I really actually... Photo. I actually do like the madonna version um because it's stupid this is another one this is on the um the very special christmas this is on the iconic very special christmas yeah um madonna this is her most affected accent after the fake british accent which i think is really fun in this context Um, you know what? You're already
1: making me like this song more because now I do want to legitimately not ironically or being mean. I want to hear Olivia Rodrigo sing it.
2: There's a lot of people who I think, uh, I think could make it their own and really fun. The whole, for me, the whole thing is like, um... Eartha Kitt, the way Eartha Kitt does it, there's like no sexy baby. It is just kind of like a, it's kind of a cougar. On, it's somebody who is not like, uh, you know, Santa, she's not old to Santa. Santa's not old to her. They're both like sophisticated. Exactly, she's Mrs. Claus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And exactly. Madonna turns it into a little bit of like what she is and what she came from, which is like she was a poor girl who is now successful. Yeah, and she plays
1: it like Chloe Grace Moretz playing Lolita. It's horrifying. she knows to
2: demand the finer. I do not agree uh she knows to demand like the nice stuff she she has been famous long enough now that she is not she she's asking for what she actually wants for me i don't really see uh like i can i do see why you can hear sexy baby in it i just don't and i think a lot of it is because i heard these songs when i was like five so you know madonna was fully an adult yeah uh and anyway yeah I just I love this this is for me this is such a Christmas classic this is like a song that just I associate with Christmas and it makes me happy so anyway that's for me yeah. can I be oh, real man.
3: the performance yeah. from Madonna in this was so unique that I literally until like today as an adult never fully realized that the Madonna one was really the one we grew up on like yeah. this yeah. is the voice yeah. I know
0: yeah. 100% all the oh, time. Yeah. oh yeah uh,
3: and so yeah I think it's a great version Um, I'm not quite s but i'm definitely i'm probably a i am definitely i probably ai want to say uh sometimes i'm not in the mood for this song but uh, i definitely think it's a classic
1: Tori, yeah you know you are quite literally you know by virtue of the fact that we're very very gay so we think we pack all the estrogen we need um you know you are the only you know female presenting voice on our show and what does Santa Baby mean to you as a woman who was told, you know, this is like the
4: Christmas sexy standard? Oh, um, I was never told that. I grew up in uh, under a much bigger rock than that. Um, but
1: uh... <laughs> that yeah, I love I your dad, but I, I really get where you had a, a very uh, you had a very blue Christmas kind of house. Yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Blue Christmas, like all of that. Um, For me, Madonna's version is, yes, the iconic version. I love the Eartha Kitt version. I love, um, I've always thought of Santa Baby as a little more, um, these are all the things you're asking your rich boyfriend for. Um, And if Santa himself is your rich boyfriend, so it goes. But sometimes it's just your rich boyfriend or your very rich boss who doesn't want his wife finding out. Um, so I love this song. I will always give it a yes. I think it is one of the best female comedy Christmas songs you can pull out. I don't know how many girls and how many cabarets have taken that dive off of a piano, but I can guarantee you they have done it at least once. Each and every one of them.
3: Respect. And I, really, I really love you framing it that way and the idea of it being a... Female comedy, like like it, like the like she's in on the joke. The joke is yeah. that she's playing him. Yes, um, I really love that. I love talking about spinning these things on their head and uh, viewing them through different social lenses like that. That's very interesting.
4: Yeah, for sure. So that's why I love it. I think it's a great fun song. It's it's also like one of those sexy songs that isn't crazy sexy. So you can like you can like cute to see yourself in the mirror and be singing along to it and it's not that like oh my god if your parents pop in about yeah, it you know I get you those kind of those those songs where you're like um I love you can sing Adelaide songs from guys and dolls you can sing Madonna's secret uh Santa baby you cannot sing Madonna's Papa don't preach you cannot sing uh certain songs from rent when you're 12 years old around your parents yeah so so yeah we all vote it's an a
2: uh i yeah i think so um although you know i'm very surprised given the uh oh wait no okay it moved up um all right uh run rudolph run uh, I thought it was very interesting that Nico chose the Brian Adams version.
1: Well, you know why. <clears throat> you do know because why. everyone knows Brian Adams is my nemesis.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh gosh, no, oh. I can't let you tell this story. This is a great story, but this is a long story, and uh, we are running. Uh, so, I'm the gonna put
3: answer a- is that Brian Adams is Canada's answer to Nico.
1: Yes. Uh, no, yeah, put I a actually, pin in that one for later. I chose this because um I wanted to make a statement about how Chuck Berry was treated. So, Chuck Berry, a black musician who, you know, if we're going to talk about Bing Crosby, there were a lot of legal troubles that Chuck Berry got into as he got older. Uh Yikes. um Which is, you know, a, a very different conversation for a very different day. But Chuck Berry was denied the rights to this piece of music because. Rudolph was at the time a copywritten character that belonged to the guys who wrote uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. which means they kept all of the financial royalties from Run Rudolph Run, which is just truly a travesty. And I don't know a whole lot of kids who don't psycholo- – you know, my age, kids, you know, we're 100 – but like, you know, the guys at the gym, you know, oh, so when I say the guys at the gym, I mean, the 70 year olds who all call me a, a strong whipper snapper, even though there's guys, you mm-hmm. know, five times my size on, you know, twice as much trend, like half as old, uh, you know, and by twice as much trend, I mean, any, um, you know, who are like, you know, anyway, so these old guys, they all look at me and they're all always like, oh, you're so, you're so big and strong. They call me kid. Um, they, uh those are the guys who were in charge of movies like home alone. Mm-hmm. And so those are the guys who picked the score to home alone. So when you see Katherine O'Hara, who so many of us now in our thirties love from Schitt's Creek and, you know, the entirety of the Christopher guest oeuvre, you know, when we think about our childhood and Christmas, we, we see her going, Kevin, and, uh, you know, we see that family, the McAllisters yep. running, through the airport.
4: You're right.
1: right? Uh, <laughs> now, I do just need to say that anybody who associates Home Alone with Christmas, I accept. But if you're asking me what I associate the film Home Alone with, it is Selma Hayek. There is no. Kevo. It is literally. I had nothing to do with that one. I had nothing to do with that is my number one meta joke in the history of film i need a minute uh i
2: i hear everything that you're saying i i really do (laughs) mute yourself he's good um, he's
4: good uh i
2: i do i gave this i ultimately i gave this to see i really hate the brian adams version i just absolutely hate it but i do love this song uh, And I, I, this most recent listen to, uh, through, just to take it back to community again, I was immediately reminded of the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers community Christmas episode where uh, Troy and Abed do Baby Boomer Santa and uh, the 60s, one of the 60s uh, songs that they do is very obviously Run Rudolph Run. Uh, and that just, I don't know. It makes me smile every time. So, uh, I hate this version so much that it would have gotten a D except for that moment. Again, I just don't care about Rudolph. Um, this is such a mixed bag of like stuff that I would love to like, uh, but just can't get there for this particular song. So
1: see. I don't think Brian Adams has ever made a mistake in his entire life. So
4: um i'm giving this song an a straight up for chuck berry i don't know this brian McA- brian adams version i don't care <laughs> i don't know this brian adams guy i don't know him i don't care he's from canada who cares um big, big so who cares? big who cares um i i immediately like this was the moment in the list where i was like oh right the home alone soundtrack is just all of the great like 1960s uh rockabilly bangers and uh i love i love run rudolph run run rudolph santa's gotta make it to town so kevo oh i'm so sorry
1: Tori. do you have more i'm so sorry
4: no it's an a just strictly for that just strictly for chuck kevo can Can i tell you
3: how i was doing stuff on my screen forgetting i didn't reshare my screen because i'm an idiot
1: uh no i'm like you're a gentleman doing too many things.
3: <laughs> I'm like, what down here? When you said I don't know her? And I was like, they didn't react. It's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> I did I did.
4: It in my heart of hearts. My heart of hearts has been trying to not you say that every five I minutes. Was
3: doing it. You knew I was doing it secretly. <laughs> um, what the hell are we talking about? I thought the funniest thing as I was making the playlist this morning on my phone because we had no power for several hours this morning. So I made this playlist for all of you to listen mm-hmm. to all of our lovely tracks uh, on my phone the in the dark. Amazing! And so I'm I'm seeing the comments more, uh, you know, clearly because I'm like looking more more stridently. And one of the top comments is great, just what we needed, another cover of this song. And I'm like,
2: <laughs>
4: what cover? This, this
3: is from 1987. This is. A very long time before YouTube was born, for you to post this comment.
0: When and and mean, it was,
3: and it's, it's again, it was that that cover of the 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 album that we keep talking about, where it's the super famous one that you know everybody had. So I was like, this is one of the versions that we all grew up with. Okay.
1: The first album I bought with my own money was Brian Adams' Greatest Hits when I was seven years old. I had read that he was a songwriter and had written songs for bands like Kiss and had also written his own music and had racked up number ones in like a record number of countries at the time. And I decided I wanted to be a songwriter because Brian Adams seemed really cool in the summer of 69 video. So uh, this is my run, Rudolph, run for the rest of my life. Always.
4: That's fair. I knew he had one or two songs that I was probably going to eat my eat my hat over, but.
1: Uh, I fine. I own Brian Adams' first eleven records.
4: Ooh, uh, good, I'm proud of you, honey. I'm glad. I'm glad you are so stable in life that you can do that.
1: I just keep buying them. Um, but to a song that uh, huh, I don't like. Actually, I don't like this song at all. I oh, like no. two versions of this song so much. You cannot get me to give this song anything less than an A. Um. Brenda Lee's version of rocking around the Christmas tree is flawless and you're an idiot. If you haven't at least enjoyed it once in your entire life, that 13 year old girl's song. And she's still making videos. Now I think of rocking, like uh, actually rocking around the Christmas tree was the first song I ever taught myself for Christmas on piano. I was uh, in eighth grade. I'd bought a Casio keyboard with my confirmation money. Um, and uh I I god I think Rockin' Around the Christmas tree is the best Christmas song when played by Brenda Lee. When anyone else plays it, it sounds like a bag of shit. It sounds like somebody is shooting cats in a barrel. And um there was no other good version until Leah Michelle decided to learn to read long enough oh to boy. learn 17 words.
3: Someone read it to her,
1: you know that. Uh Leah Michelle is a terrible person in some regards, uh, is a internet meme in others. Oh, but one thing is she is not is a bad singer. And the way she sings rocking around the Christmas
2: tree, you would almost think she wasn't Jewish. This maybe the the Brenda Lee version would maybe be an S for me. Uh, oh,
1: you're about to go to some places that are gonna scare my soul.
2: Yep. The Leah Michelle version is an F. Uh, what the I, fuck? I yeah. almost would like to add the row uh, Tori, so that did, I could you just say yes.
4: I mean, the word I want to use is um, I don't care for anything other than Brenda Lee. So you will never get me, catch me sing- listening to this ever. No. Sorry, um, I'm sorry.
2: I, I really, I, b- b- because it made song. it on the list, I was like, they've got to have a point. Like, uh, you know, they've got to... They, <laughs> this is the
1: finest cover in 50 um, years. This is the I, best I, cover since Because of the Night by the 10,000 Maniacs. I, Whoa. I think that's I insane.
2: That. I, I, The thing that just took my breath away immediately is that this is like a song by this like... White girl who's like just rocking around and like, but she doesn't have any edge to her, and yet somehow you feel the old timey like rocking around the Christmas tree. There's a how many edges
1: of, does your tree have?
2: Zero. I don't have a tree. Uh When Leah Michelle sings it, it is an auto tune AI nightmare. It they just don't
4: need her sing. It I'll keep is. It, it, I'll keep going.
2: It feels smoothed over in that same way that AI skin feels smoothed oh, over. Like when
1: you came over to my house and you were like, "Look, I'm, I love you. I'm your man. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna turn off. What was it? The auto alias. Oh thing. yeah, motion, motion smoothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you did tracker. that.
4: You did that. Yeah, Good for my-
1: you my boyfriend I came think in we turned it back TV. on I don't
3: think yeah. we it. I, I, I,
2: I, I hope you did it, it, it to each his own I know people do love it I, I can't yes this is exactly motion smoothing like she is very talented she can definitely sing this could not be a more wrong song for her and on top of that the production just makes it sound the production like
1: production is
4: so good are yeah. you sorry is that Leah Michelle or is that Jessica Lang? who am I looking no, at this, that this is, is Brenda Lee, Lee. Okay, all right, then, okay, yeah. good. Because I was like, yeah. if that's Leah Michelle, I have problems. <laughs> Leah Michelle have progeria.
1: Leah <laughs> Michelle.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> out of respect to uh, Brenda Lee and the song that I really do love, I'm going to give this a C. Uh, I hate the Leah Michelle version so much. I really wish that I could just remove it from the list entirely.
1: And I just need everyone to know that I'm going to be with that man for the rest of my life. I love him more than life. So anytime we actually like fight and joke, like that's, that's my life partner. that's, that's my man forever. Yeah. This isn't real. This
2: is a list of Christmas. I don't, I truly do not care. Yeah. So when I'm like anybody, you
1: know, which is why like, even
2: when we, even when we were talking superhero squads, I was like, I don't agree with that, but you know, whatever. Uh, because I like, you know, Golden Girls. Uh, there, there are a lot of them where I'm like, we share a passion for these things. Or like, but like, I don't care about Christmas songs at all, and I don't care what anybody else thinks about Christmas songs. Um, I will tell you my exact enjoyment and opinion of them, and that's all.
4: Yeah. You guys heard it here first. He values your opinion. That's great, because mine is is that uh, Brenda Lee's Rock Around the Christmas Tree" is one of the top songs out there can't be done by anyone else the only yeah. reason it's not an s tier is because i know so many other songs um for me this was one of those we uh at the same christmas where santa would appear from one of the dads one of the other dads uh was a strummy strummy lala guy who was very handsome in his youth and that's how he scored a babe like my mom's cousin and uh part of it is that he would stand up and he would sing a bunch of christmas songs for us rocking around the christmas tree was a big big fan of that one it was my second favorite that he did my first favorite was his jingle bell rock um yo if you sing Christmas
1: songs to me i can see my children in your eyes
4: oh honey i'll send you a photo of what he looked like when he was doing it when i was like four it's it's unreal it's unreal i'm so glad there were no teenage girls like in the in the group because we would have been like I know we're in North Jersey, but what if we were in South Jersey?
1: Right. No, seriously. <laughs> Huey Lewis in a pair of jeans in the
4: 1980s. Is just oh yeah. Like, oh my Oh yeah. God. It's unreal. It's unreal. So, um, I love it. Uh, I, I, I give it up, and uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. Kevo, Kevo. Where do you fall on, uh, Miss Michelle? You are why nonsense. I love
1: her. You, you were like Bear. You need to give Glee one more chance, and I watched it, and it turns out, uh, I'm Brittany
4: Spears. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's fine. We love you anyway.
3: We love you because of that. What is this anyway crap? Y'all are being too salty, and I'm I giving bet. this one an S just because of that.
4: Everyone's being Yay. a little bit too much for me.
3: This is a cute song. <laughs> S is for salty. And, uh, you know, I, do I think her version is amazing? I probably would have liked it better if it was on Glee.
1: Oh, but. yeah. No, oh my god. one of my bangers uh what's uh I can't think of her real name um amber riley amber yes. riley's rocking around the christmas tree uh with darren chris doing sexy perfect backup vocals like the unbelievably beautiful elf he is oh my god why she he... got all i want for
3: christmas is you as well she should have as well she's one should've. of two mariah songs in the entire show amber riley got one yes she
1: should I just want to highlight that the next two novelty songs both get an A from me. Um, You cannot convince me. So when I was in fifth grade, I had a teacher that sat my parents down, and her name was uh, Mrs. Florence Alaco, and I just want to give her a shout-out. And she said to my parents, he is as special as you think, but my God, he is going to make so many people so angry. It's not going to matter if you can't get that mouth in check. He is really... (laughs) He talks like an adult, but he's and now seven. Now it's my problem. It's, it's too much. And she said to me, like the third day of school, you know what a kid could do to really show that they love me? They could remember that on the third day of school, I'm saying that all I've ever wanted is a kid to sing the chipmunk song to me at Christmas. And I wrote that down in my planner. And I got the entire class to get on our knees and sing the Christmas song to her. And she kept in touch with my parents for about (laughs) nine years after that because of what it meant to her um she wrote me when she retired i went to her retirement dinner um i think this is a bridge between adulthood and childhood i can barely speak about what the christmas chipmunk song means to me um i would go on to perform it for my english teacher until i was in ninth grade And couldn't get four other guys to get on their knees with me. Well, three other guys on their knees with me. I always needed an extra person. And we always had a Dave. Um, I I think this is the most romanticized, not romantic by any means, but romanticized children's song in history. I only wish it was reasonable to give it an S. But uh, the Christmas chipmunk song is... It is one of the best memories I have of being a person, and so I can only say nice things about this song.
3: So we're all just gonna let go, Nico, talking about how many guys he can get on their knees.
2: I mean, we've got a lot more to get through. So we've, you know. we've just heard checked it
4: before. In. We've heard Some, it before. Yeah. I, um, to the
1: so, twenty-two dance.
4: <laughs> I
3: also want to say, man, the moment that my mother's perception of my husband flipped was when she realized he would have been one of her top five students of all time. Oh she my God, loved nobody struggle, loves him more. And she mm-hmm. would have had so many stories to tell about my husband. God damn. Yep. Um, this is of the next two novelty songs we'll be talking about. This one is <laughs> the one that I prefer. <laughs> I'm still not sure how high I would rank
4: it. I don't know. I don't know. Where's everyone else? So, I'll give it a I give it a B, not an A because I have many more things in my A tier. I love this song. I think it's a great novelty. I think I think again this is one of the ones that more people will say they're fine with it than that than aren't. Uh compared to the next one where I am the lone source of uh plays on spotify for it
1: no
4: big fan love the chipmunks i was really weirded out because i grew up with the cartoon so i did not realize that this predated the cartoon i thought the cartoon got did its thing and then all of a sudden they came out with a single so that's you know that's so that's you the, you mean the 80s
1: cartoon with the chipettes and the and like the auto tune vocals.
4: Oh, you mean you mean me the tall nerdy Chipet? Yeah, that's 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 my that's my Snaz, that and the me? California Grapes. You mean
1: me the guy who needed Reasons. to be the lead in everything and always be up to trouble? Yeah, God. Alvin, get
4: out of here. <laughs> I genuinely
1: was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be an Alvin for the rest of my life.
4: Kevin, you know me and my sisters. I'm Simon, Claire's Theodore, and Lizzie's Alvin, and it fits so perfectly. <laughs> your
1: two sisters are incredible, but uh, in Lizzie your version- It doesn't exist. In your it's version, not real. it's called Simon and the Chipmunks.
4: You Simon have main Data character energy. The world again. It's that's very kind of you. I don't. TK's got main character energy because no, he has the to... TK has main
1: Dave energy.
4: <laughs> he <laughs> yes. seems like he is ready to say, "I oh, have no is patience he at Dave? Is God. he our Dave? Is he our
2: Dave today? Um, I actually give this a B. Uh, I I love this song. It's really cute. Uh, it uh, it's annoying if you like listen to it too much. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, so that's why it's a B. Percent
0: um i I always now
2: flash to uh look who's talking to um with the with the shitty little kid from seventh heaven as the first baby yeah um and yeah i don't know it's 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 a really cute song like it is a christmas classic so i i went with b um, and then I'm just gonna roll right in. I gave uh, Dominic the Donkey an A. Um, Dominic the Donkey was not a song I was super into, but um, it was something I was like vaguely aware of was not super into and then randomly uh these two like very talented choreographers who met and got married during covid and have a very popular tiktok did a phenomenal <laughs> dance to it
4: yeah they
2: did. uh for christmas i want to say 2021 and it tickled me so much that i just have for every year since every christmas i just sing dominic the donkey to myself constantly and i find it very fun and very i love the idea that like i don't i i know nothing about italian christmas traditions i don't know if an italian christmas donkey oh, is a thing fish
4: I oh don't so know. much fish it's so great
2: i don't know if an italian christmas donkey is a thing i don't know if it's like strul peter or uh the david sedaris story about how uh santa travels with six to eight black men uh, I don't know anything about w- whether or not Dominic should exist, but to my American sensibility, just the idea of an Italian Christmas donkey is so absurd, it is worth every penny. Uh, so, A, hey, I was. Uh,
3: so, oh, oh to finish the Chipmunk song first and cast my vote, uh, I, yeah. I guess I'll probably uh, go with B after hearing from everyone else uh i i really agree that it uh it's sort of a middle it can be kind of annoying at times uh but it's something that you get used to hearing every year um this is a d from me though i've never been a fan had to be one of never been a fan uh it is not my least favorite christmas song it might be my least favorite song on this list. Uh, this list really is a lot of bangers and even if it's songs that you don't love uh, it's like we like we keep saying it's ones that you're used to uh, but this one for me uh, I don't know I don't know I like if it was if it sounded more like this album cover I would like it more but it doesn't.
1: I self-identify as Nico the donkey so like I think this song is perfect. Sleeper,
4: uh, yeah. Nico, when you were researching these, did you find out if Dominic the Donkey really is like a New York metro area thing? Because my sister moved to Baltimore and she found out that they do, uh, I get, uh, they do crabs for Christmas, which is about Santa Claus bringing you crabs for Baltimore. No. Uh, but With way more innuendo. The whole thing is more innuendo than Miss Baltimore crabs. Like, it's all of it. It's bad.
1: Uh, Tori, this song literally... If you cannot identify the uh, World's Fair Unisphere in Queens, (laughs) you think this song is for weird old perverts. It turns out if you cannot tell someone what a gefilte fish and lox is, and if you do not know what it means to stand in line outside of FAO Schwartz, You literally have never heard this song, and everyone thinks you're a fucking weirdo when you go, oh, it's Christmas time.
4: And it is bad. I have ruined so many actors across the country with this song.
3: For every song on this list, I tried to make sure there's at least two versions, like I said, because it was usually the the original, so you'd know the real version, and then the Mm -hmm. cover that we chose. There's no <laughs> covers. No, I know. No. It shocks this me. This song. No. I had to add the instrumental version. And don't worry. I added the version without the... <laughs> oh, oh. It's uh, just the music. So you I can just... listen to it and ha- not have it take you out of your head. So Sound to Bruno... The... I'm so sorry, Go just, ahead.
1: To Bruno Campos, the most attractive uh, profile photo that follows us... Um, <laughs> When you're wondering I mean, oh. why there is a, an Italian Christmas donkey. So much of the American identity of Christmas traditions is based in the things that were brought here by immigrants in certain specific eras. So uh, a guy like Lou Monte is a representative of a first generation American who was here as a part of the Ellis Island. First wave of naturalized born citizens. And, um, You know, there were a lot of songs uh, that were sort of native to the experience of New York and lower California areas that were about the immigrant identity. And, uh, you know, New York radio stations really did sort of define what the identity of the bigger picture of the top 100 was. Now, I know that, you know, looking it up, I think Dominic the donkey uh, maxed out at like number 79
4: ever. But But does not belong there. (laughs)
1: It really was, uh, you know, as a kid living in the New York metro area, living as a kid, you know, 16 miles from New York City. Every morning, DJ played this every single day mm-hmm. from Thanksgiving till New Year's. And, uh, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year's, the joke was, you tired of the donkey boy yet? Yep. And like they would play it one more fucking time to drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. So, uh. You know, it's because the identity of the American, uh, the American experience is so uniquely non-American from this period of time that, yeah, that's why it's an Italian Christmas donkey. You know, TK, you're from fucking Maine, man. Uh, You took me to the uh, the Italian place in town. That's a joke. Um, But like, you know, Portland has some of the best Italian food I've ever had in my life. Uh, so it's not like there isn't a representation of this identity in your town. What was it like being from Maine and having Dominic the donkey?
2: Uh, we didn't. Uh, what? that's No, I mean, like, I don't. That's that is entirely uh, possibly um, a me thing. Uh, I did not. I had friends that were part of the Italian community. Uh, we actually have a big Italian community here. Uh, but like, I just didn't do christmas with them uh and so i don't i had never encountered the song until i moved to new york um didn't do
1: the seven courses that of- says a lot yeah
4: yeah see for me also the thing about this time period is that there's also a huge amount of italian american songs that aren't just frank sinatra and right. the, and his rat pack like there's right. so many of them going on mambo Freaking, italiano like, camp granada like all of these songs that are just like on the verge of being absolutely ridiculous and yet they evoke such a moment in my brain coming from an Italian-American family that uh Dominic the donkey is just so ridiculous and so awful. I just, I love it so much. So, so much.
3: I, 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 I I'm too soft because I'm like, well, do I want to give it up? No, <laughs> things need to be D's. But, um, yeah, you know, I, it's one of those things where you know I will enjoy the song with you, TK. But the culture that they are describing around the song, it just reminds me of my dad and his jackass family and them being annoying about songs like this. Um, That's why
2: I gave Springsteen a C. You have uh, every right do exactly as you I, choose. And yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, and yeah, and 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 with that one, I gave it I gave it a higher grade due to the spirit of the song. Yeah. but uh, sort of Jack there's no spirit
2: to this song
3: there's no there's no better angel to this song it is what no. it is uh, and I guess it mostly is going to depend on your crowd and I guess we are going to spend the rest of our lives building a better memory of this song together but today here and now I'm gonna go ahead and do it
1: respect uh, speaking of songs though that are unique to the New York area don't get me wrong Oh,
2: uh, well... Uh, uh mariah
1: carey's all i want for christmas is considered a christmas staple but darlene love has performed a regular christmas show in new york for like 50 fucking years and the darlene love christmas show is a staple of new york theater so when we're talking about songs like christmas baby please come home We're not just talking about songs that define a generation of Christmas songs. We're talking about songs that if you can't sing, don't get on the fucking L train. Just don't. This is a New York staple. This is the heartbeat of a New York Christmas. I give it an A. I think it is truly a perfect song. Darlene Love recently said her two favorite versions of the song are Mariah Carey's because it's like if somebody did the original but had like a really crazy good voice and the U2 version because the U2 version is completely unrelated to the original. I think it's really special that in 2023 she sat down with my personal favorite person to impersonate, share, and re-recorded the song. That said, they've both seen better vocal days. This is here just to remind everybody that Darlene Love is still fucking killing it. But Christmas Baby, Please Come Home is just about the most New York Christmas song can be.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting that you say that. I've never even once associated it with New York. Uh, really? Not oh, even... I, this
1: is Fifth Avenue to me.
2: Um, so I gave this a B because the share version isn't good. Uh, my version is by Death Cab. Uh, I really love it. Um Okay, that it, is
1: a great
2: version. It's a great version. Uh, it's the perfect song for Ben Gibbard. That and Earth Angel. I really wish they had just like su- submitted at a certain point and just done. Uh, Which freaky you know. metal band did Earth Angel? I don't know. Oh shit! Look that up. Um, yeah, I just unfortunately I just don't like the share one. This is like it's lacking all of the production charm that the ABBA album did. Uh, where I think, you know, she really put her whole shrusy into it. Um, there was just kind of none of that here. I love the idea of her doing this song, but, uh, it just doesn't pan out. So it's a B. The original is definitely an A verging on S and it probably would be an S if it was the, uh, the death Cab version. Uh, please everybody.
4: Yeah, "Darlene Love" is right up there with the major crooners for me in Christmas songs. There is nothing like "Darlene Love" to get you to get you going. Um, I love it. I love it. I don't uh, care about Cher and this song, so it's fine. Uh, so it's an A tier for me. If it was, if it was the, uh, if it really was the original, I would have a much harder time putting it in an A instead of an S. Um, but here it is a comfortable A.
1: Kevo, yeah, this literally goes in that category of songs you just cannot like. Like, I mean, maybe you uh. even like this one, but it is maudlin. It's slow. It's sad. If this song hits for you, it's because it's a magical song. But, you know, how do you feel about Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home?
3: Oh, this is like, this is the upbeat sad. Yeah, that i is the talking about. This is peppy. This is, it's, it's. Desperate and pleading, but it's happy. It's full. It's got full instrumentation, which I love. You're like, this isn't what this one isn't going to be for you. And I'm sitting over here thinking, God, are they going to yell at me for giving something an S again?
4: (laughs) Um. No, no, this is the song that you get dramatic to while singing, while putting up your decorations. We are just singing. You go full Jennifer Holiday on this. Yeah. You you, like, every time. Every time.
3: I always think of real Darlene Love showing up at the end of the New Girl Christmas episode to sing this as a <laughs> gift from Robbie to Jess. And I always think Stop. this song is so maudlin and it's so appropriate because your relationship isn't going to last. So it's almost funny. Um And that helps me, you know, loop back around to enjoying it again. Uh Bruno Campos says, ooh, Gremlins. Was this song in Gremlins? Or is he just saying Gremlins? Did someone say Gremlins? I didn't say Gremlins. gremlins. Is I don't know if this
2: Gremlins, gremlins. 2 is. Are both well, Gremlins or is it
4: just the second one? I think the first one is also Gremlins. Oh,
2: uh, it's. I guess it's in the opening.
4: Our gremlins oh, yeah. Are yeah,
2: yeah then I, guess I, I just never really thought of that. I just go right to any... Okay.
1: Anyway. Well, speaking of things that people associate with a specific film, uh, there is no Christmas movie that has a song so uniquely set to it. The way uh, Christmas time is here belongs to the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Uh, you know, the Vince Guaraldi trio, uh, you know, this song has been released a few times, both with vocals and without. I agree. Christmas is horrible. Um, but as a guy who played the viola in an orchestral performance of this that was recorded and released, let me tell you, is not much better than the vocals. Um, That said, if you don't give this an A, get out of my life. Oh, this Nico. is, oh, like, this is okay,
4: news for you. This, is, this is an S tier for me. Oh, oh, no. sir. Sorry.
1: Yes. That's what sir? I meant. I'm so sorry. Sir? I forgot that there's something above A. I'm so sorry. Sir? Um oh, no. if you listen to if you like listen to jazz music and you don't give <laughs> Diana <laughs> if you listen to jazz music and you don't give Diana crawl an S, I can't talk to you. Um, if you listen to Christmas music and you don't give this an S, I don't know how to talk to you. So TK, we're gonna skip you because it sounds like you're not my friend today. Well,
4: I'd like to, I'd like to pipe up for a the love of peanuts and uh, this song and the lululus that get stuck in your head and it's just it's just charming and sweet. And this was also part of those songs they used to play on the weather channel when they'd be scrolling through all the counties of snow. Like it's just. It's just Christmas. It's just happy little kid Christmas. Always and forever. So, so first of all, S-
3: this music video that we have playing right here is Josh Groban and Tony Bennett. So, these animated men are meant to be Josh Groban and Tony Bennett.
4: And oh, they're not their,
3: married. This is their version of Christmas time this year. Don't they seem like a gay couple
4: in this? They do. They do. And, you know, I'm
3: uh I wanna say that this is probably a C for me uh because yeah I'm not gonna erase it or anything and yeah it's a part of Christmas but y- you thought I was gonna veto baby please come home but then this one you're like what? I thought no. you
1: out for some jazz like TK I understand I he's a development reference. TK is like MXPX in a world full of RuPauls. Like, I Ooh. understand he is beautiful counterculture existing Nico. within the beautiful counterculture. But, Kevy, I Nico. really thought you'd say yes to this.
3: Nico, do a ska cover of Christmas Time is here. I think there actually
4: is is here. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick up, it up, pick it up. Goodness. Horns, horns. Uh, <laughs> But
3: yeah, no, sorry. This is, this I'm is not doing it.
1: This is like in the five best Christmas songs ever made in the history of music. TK, go ahead. Say it's in the bottom five. Go ahead.
2: Not in the bottom five. I give it a C. Uh, it's annoying. Um, the It's annoying. It's sad. It's creepy. It's um, happy and beautiful. Uh, probably to somebody. Um, so I love the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, I, which I discovered later in life. Uh, Charlie Brown was never a thing for me. Peanuts was never a thing for me. Um, the Peanuts Christmas special is annoying. Um, yeah, the song is annoying. Uh, every, just zero interest whatsoever. The, it's, it's only not a D because I know it has such a huge cultural impact. And I know that this is very much me uh but just could not be less interested in this
1: you know i uh i was really lucky i had a lot of teachers that believed in me you know it's not just the aforementioned mrs i did
2: not that's why i'm like this
1: i had a guy named uh mr deloya who took a chance on me and was like you know you're fucking weird man and you seem to want to really annoy everybody but uh how do you feel about learning the viola? Because everybody else wants to learn the violin. And I've asked them and they've said, they are not willing to change anything. I'm not asking you if you're willing to change. I'm literally going to give you my viola. Will you just learn the damn viola so we can play Charlie Brown Christmas? And I did. And, uh, he was so impressed. He let me write my own piece to play in the, uh, fall concert. And, uh, when I think about this piece of music, I think about people giving people a chance. And so I think I associate it unfairly with uh, positive chances. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that said, I think this is a a piece of like experimental music at Christmas, sort of in the way the next piece is. I'm Yeah, too-
3: I really I really agree just right up please. front with experimental. It was such a unique pivot. It's not that it doesn't sound like Christmas, but it was something that doesn't exactly sound like so many other Christmas things. And the fact that it was able to pierce into the pop culture and be so readily recognized with Christmas is amazing. You know, genuinely no knocking it, but like, it's sad. I already have enough to cry about at Christmas. I'm good.
1: Uh, You know, this next piece of music is Feliz Navidad. And I'm I'm very lucky in that my father is Cuban and Greek and my mother is Irish, and so I have always lived a a multicultural life. Um, my mom always felt like it was really important to make sure that my father knew that his Latino heritage had space in our family, and so things like you know my little Irish mama learning to make picadillo and baella and uh, having plantains for me at, you know plenos at uh, Christmas so they were in the they were in the sauce. You know, that was always a part of my holidays. And mom would play like Spanish language versions of common Christmas songs. And she would always play Feliz Navidad. And um, I'm whiter than you might think a Cuban boy should be. Uh, I feel great about it because, you know, um, as some unbelievable, incredible voices that have been on this show in the past have said, uh, and they are much browner than I am doesn't matter how white or brown you are if you're latin you're latin enough when i think about getting to share the magic of Feliz navidad at christmas you know yeah gwen stefani doesn't come to mind because uh you know chola no doubt but uh you know the the thing that really i don't look like a cuban guy but at christmas i still feel like a cuban guy Feliz Navidad by people like Gwen Stefani, as dumb as it is. Yeah, you can't make fun of me. She's white and she's famous, so let me sing along. And uh, I I love being Spanish at Christmas. Uh, we have rice with every single meal at Christmas. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud to be Spanish. And Feliz Navidad is uh, an example of the sort of thing that my mother and father were kind of genuinely persecuted for in the seventies and eighties being a couple that was a white man and a Latin man. I'm sorry, a white woman and a Latin. (laughs) My mom's a man, um, a white woman and a Latin man. And, uh, anyway, Feliz Navidad and, uh, Gwen Stefani's beautiful cover with, uh, Mon Loerte, uh, just really excellent. And, uh, I'm a big fan. This gets an A. You can't tell me anything about Feliz Navidad is less than perfect.
4: I like Feliz Navidad. I've yeah, always been more of a Spanish
1: guy about Feliz Navidad. Sorry I about it.
4: it was always gonna be more of a Donde esta Santa Claus kind of girlie. <laughs> but, uh so You good. know, I think I think it's great. I also love I also ugh, I love Meli Kalikimaka. I know that it's really so appropriative. He's um, but... from Hawaii. He lived there his whole life. Yep, he was going there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. and that's why and that's why it's only somewhat. It's only so,
3: it's only widely appropriated, not yes, appropriate.
4: yes, not directly. So yeah. that's fine. So no, I sure. like I like Feliz Navidad. I I think it's a great song. I think we I think as a standout uh, song that made it into the hits that was not for white people or English speakers in America. It was very groundbreaking. So um, I had given it um, a much lower grade than I apparently am talking about right now, but it is a very high C um, because I like it. I like it. I like it. I don't, I'm not going to, if, if it comes on and I'm in a certain mood in my playlist, I'm going to go past it, but I'm not going to say Spotify, don't play li- do not play this song ever again in this playlist kind of thing. Like, I'll be like, yes, it is Feliz Navidad. It is what it is.
1: Christmas uses is banned. Feliz Navidad.
4: All right. Well, we will have, have the further song. We will have that further conversation if we ever get to that point I in know. our broadcast. I know.
1: I know. Same face.
4: Oh, I Did
3: sent
2: PK you those.
4: I sent you those two days ago. <laughs>
1: Okay
2: TK you know you are I'm, just, think... I'm gonna I'm gonna get us moving. I appreciate your your introduction but um, <laughs> I,
4: I, Handsome I also gave this
2: I gave this a C um, I love the song. The song itself is uh, high B, maybe an A uh, the Gwen Stefani version is terrible uh it's appropriative it's, uh, it's you're the,
1: appropriative go the back the worst the I mean, worst all, she
2: sounds yeah. on a pretty good album uh a one that you've really turned me on um i i you make it I feel mean, like christmas is I, I, I that's a that's that is one that like i i have weird feelings about we'll get there later um i, I just, just i think you. I, I think this is such a terrible idea uh, to have done in the first place, and is just everything that is wrong with Gwen Stefani these days. Uh, but no, I do don't speak. No, it's then.
3: Not. there's so many other things wrong with her. This is, Love I mean, voice. yes,
2: it's true. It's it, it's not just this, but this is this is this gets this is truly connection. tragic. Uh, Couldn't you but... just
4: spell out Christmas for us once, or Hanukkah maybe, and then we could all learn Sh- something? Truly, and then people uh... could spell Hanukkah. I learned why they can't it's there's a thing uh but
2: i do i really do love the original so c c was you know uh kind of the compromise there and uh i wish that um there was a a better one to put on the list because gwen you're killing me here
3: i think well i have a cover that i that i that i enjoy that i prefer that i think even specifically is the peak of yeah. the cringe this song can be, which is the oh, glee no. version, where on the episode it is Artie's, uh, it's a wonderful life dream where what his life would have been if he'd never been in the accident right. and had his legs. Oh, so it I is a, the yearly non- one. So it is a non disabled young man playing disabled, doing one of the things where he has a fantasy dream sequence where he can walk. It is a gay man pretending to play straight. It is a white man. Doing Latin music, peak—the peak it could be, but it's just so delightful and fun and fast. Part of it is it's fast. It is and fast. so. You know what? If this is my Dominic the Donkey, so be it.
1: It's Darren Criss playing Ricky Martin in the Minuto TV movie. Wait, is he? No. no.
4: Thank God, because <laughs> I could have believed Filipino, that. but
1: that's not. I would
4: believe Martin. that of Hollywood. I would.
1: Darren Crisp is literally the perfect man. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. It's really hard for me to deal with. Uh, Grandma, Baga, uh, Grandma got my run. Uh, I can't even say. I, I couldn't
4: right even ear. sing it as
1: a kid. Like, as a kid, I thought the song was challenging. <laughs> um, I put this on the list because I couldn't put Weird Al Yankovic's The Night Santa Went Crazy on the list. Oh. Um, that said, this song is stupid as shit. I have no interest in this song. This song is garbage. As a kid, I was obsessed with it. As an adult, I can't figure out why I liked it. That said, Poe, clearly as an artist in like 1996 with a burgeoning music career, said, what are the chords to this song, sat down and kind of jazzed it out. Yeah, you know what? She proves that Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer can be a B, but I give it a solid B.
4: Uh, this is a, oh my God, it's Lost in the Shuffle. I don't even know where that album cover, oh, there it is, B. This is a B level for me. um I like it. I, I enjoy, I always enjoy the weird songs uh a little too much for normal people just because it's nice to break up the maudlin with something a little more cheerful. um So I love, I do like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I also do enjoy the cartoon version that we got at a certain point, um, just because it's fun uh, to have to have a movie about Grandma getting run over by reindeer, um, but it's fine. It's fine. I
3: included because I, I discovered it. I've never seen that one. I remember the commercials for it in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't Big, remember. Yeah. I I never watched it, but I remember uh, the commercials a lot because they used the song, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing the playlist for this, I discovered. From that, that there is a, uh, I guess, continuation. Uh, Grandpa's going to sue the pants off Santa.
4: This is Judy's turn to cry all over again. Yes, Stop it. it. Thank you. you. Thank you. Tori, There uh, is a
1: reason I have created multiple Tori's the best. You. I don't even know what to say. You are. This is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you are a Brenda Walsh in the Sea of Valeries. Oh, this but see, is... this to me justifies
3: the existence of Grandma got run over by a reindeer because I genuinely thought this was so flipping funny when I saw it that it's this cal- <laughs> it's Calypso number two. So like, oh, uh, sometimes something will come along and you'll be like, you know what? I hated this for thirty-five years. And now it's all been worth it. Yep. Here we are. Perfect. Uh, still gonna give the song a D because I need to fill up my D tier. Well, uh, uh,
4: Bruno, no. asked
3: Daphne from Scooby Doo.
4: No, he it's kind just
2: of, animation.
4: It's just her. Yeah, it's just her. 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 Trace. Yeah. P.K., how do you? How does your grandmother feel about reindeer?
2: Uh, who the fuck knows? I don't talk to that woman. Um, I Fair. gave this a B. Um because of the poe version uh i really do hate this song a lot though but poe uh deserved better in her career and everything she does charms me a little bit uh the original song is an f uh it might even be uh, just expelled from the school never to be graded uh but you know poe took the trash and turned it into just a little bit of treasure so thanks girl you deserve better Mm, that yule log just sometimes wafts the smoke oh, yeah, into the house. Exactly.
1: It does. I Horrifying. seriously, seriously, seriously thought I was muted. Horrifying. Next Horrifying. Up.
4: Hey, listen. I started off this episode coughing. Like we're we're doing great.
1: Great. Uh, <laughs> Christmas tuberculosis.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to talk about both wonderful Christmas time and Christmas wrapping because they represent 1979 and 1981, and they represent two sides of this identity that was clearly shifting. 1979 had elements of you know sort of like Wings the Beatles I actually I'd always thought Wonderful Christmas Time was a song by Wings but it turns out it's sort of like the first post Wings Paul McCartney song Mm. you know Christmas Rapping is clearly a song that is aware of the era of rap and you know Fast vibe Freddy and uh, so many things that came out of you know sort of like I don't want to say rapper's delight, but kind of, you know, this identity of, oh, rap is a real form of music. I give both of these songs positive vibes, but I give them positive vibes for different reasons. I think Wonderful Christmas Time says goodbye to a generation of music. You know, Wonderful Christmas Time was only written as a response to. So John Lennon said that Paul McCartney writes dumb shit songs and, uh, it generally you know he wrote that you know who said you know sue says there's enough of silly love song songs um and so he wrote wonderful christmas time as a response to happy christmas i don't know i hate happy christmas i love wonderful christmas time
4: i've had to listen to five versions of that argument between my dad and his brother every christmas uh
1: yeah it's like it's why i'm like i'm like sitting here and i'm going oh my god i my uncles john and tommy fuck i'm like trying <laughs> to stop really myself is. from having it the really conversation is. Uh, And I'm like, I'm second guessing every sentence. Uh, Honestly, this song's an A for me because it represents the idea Mm. of happy good times at Christmas. And Christmas wrapping is kind of an A because it represents the best of silly Christmas songs. This is two A's for me. It's really hard to pick between the two of them. How do you guys feel about this two sets of novelty songs?
2: Uh, I don't think they are novelty songs, sir. I think they are just Christmas classics. Uh no, I don't love the Kylie one. Uh I don't hate it at all. It's a it's a B in the most like you go girl kinda of way. I don't like Mika at all. Um I I know. Mika
1: is literally one of the know, most fabulous vocalists in the I history so. of music. Like literally I know. Blame it on the girls is one of the best vocal recordings like of all time. You
3: don't like Mika the same way Nico doesn't like people that remind him of him.
1: Um, uh, no. I, mean, I hate Ed
2: Sheeran hot
1: for eggs. 15 hot other hot reasons. Right, also You were
2: coming in common. for me about Ed Sheeran uh mika and sure. I share nothing in common i can i do agree that mika mika has a technically very good voice i just hate listening to everything he does with it uh and i hate looking at him and i hate his entire career uh and his existence uh that's but, how i feel it,
1: about jake shears because again he has my career
2: yeah uh also i agree jake shears the soul-sucking worst uh a personal story my... there we'll get to it later um uh christmas wrapping is my third s uh, both versions, absolutely flawless. Uh, the, the, the waitresses version, just like new wave Christmas perfection, a, a New York classic. Uh, that, that was one of those songs that I was like, li- when I was living in New York, my first Christmas, I was like, I really felt like a New Yorker going to, uh, the party that I would go to every Friday and hearing Christmas rapping. And then telling everybody about the version that I was much more familiar with at the time, because I was uh, a uh, very into the ska scene as a as a like little kid, because uh, I'm like just a little bit too young to have really participated in the the meat of the third wave ska scene. I was like coming into it just as everybody was like, "We got to do something else. Ska's not going to last." Boss bones and clueless. Yeah, like so. Boston's and Clueless is ninety four, and I'm nine. So like that's you know that's a little. But like uh, my f- favorite of three Real Big Fish concerts was in two thousand one when I was sixteen. So that's 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 where we are with that. Uh, the I safe. Stop paying attention is for really half gr- a second,
3: and I hear him go Real Big Fish, and I'm like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um the say ferris version is really fantastic because it has a bunch of references to being jewish uh making it a multi uh faith extravaganza that i love so much and uh say ferris just uh never quite got there do so anyway super fun version of a perfect song s tier for me all the way
4: yeah for me um for me uh the Wonderful Christmas Time is a B-level song. Um, I find both that and uh, Happy Christmas Wars over very – they're fine. They're fine. I far prefer Snoopy's Christmas, which I used to think was was by one of the guys from the Beatles, but it's not.
1: When you called me out for being exactly like your dad, I was like – Oh, God, that's even why I stumbled over talking while I was doing it. I was like, I'm being a New Jersey boy. I'm being a New Jersey boy. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%.
4: No, like, and they're fine, and, and they're good, and I won't turn them off, but, like, I understand that that was, like, a beef that was had between two guys back in the day, one of whom has been very dead for a very long time, and one of whom is a very old man who does not care anymore. So, like... It's fine. They're both fine. Yoko saying, Happy Christmas, John. Happy Christmas, Jude. Boring. Don't care. Um, but Christmas rapping. I care a lot. It's one of my top songs by the waitresses. I will sing it. It was that perfect. You're 17. You're just figuring out that you don't like your family. You don't want to do it. But like you still love Christmas as a whole because you remember that's like the one point of joy in your life. And uh, so, yeah, I love. I've always loved the Christmas wrapping. That for me is one of my currently four S tier songs.
1: Ugh, I love that we're keeping track of our S tiers like it matters so clearly to each of us.
0: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> oh,
1: like I'm S Club Seven.
3: Um, gosh, can I give Christmas wrapping another S? Because yeah, do it. Uh, yeah do it, it, do it. it it's. It's it's the positive
4: for the negative,
3: so, mm-hmm.
4: you know. It's the Daria. It's the Daria of Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. It's
3: the Daria of I don't want to be cheerful, but I'm still happy songs.
4: hmm hmm
1: Yeah. I, as a teacher, occasionally come across a paper. I remember once a student turned in a paper, and the topic was specifically is it sometimes important to break the rules to do what's right. Mm -hmm. And this student turned in a paper that once said, I one time saw a movie and in it, a white priest helped some black slaves escape. He got them to a river. He did what was wrong because the government thought that black people should be slaves. Also there was once a girl, her name was Anne. She thought Hitler was bad. So she wrote a book. And in that book, She said Hitler was bad. She thought that Hitler was wrong. And Hitler thought that Jews were basically garbage. Anyway, Hitler defeated Anne. And that is why it is important that sometimes people do what is right against the rules. I am literally fucking telling you that hit the point better than our next song did. Do They Know It's Christmas (laughs) is the worst
2: Christmas song of all time. And the only thing that could make it worse is uh, the cast of Glee being overproduced.
1: No, I'm sorry. The the cast of Glee make this
2: song sound
1: lovely. Oh, I could not agree. I fucking want to slap Bono in the mouth.
2: Tonight, think of them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
2: I'm not giving him any more
1: screen time.
2: Honestly, I do think that the Glee casting it could be good, but this is one of those things where it's the it's the problem that I have with Leah Michelle, it's the problem that I have with Cher, the desperate need to ensure that there is not a single uh non mcdonald's version of the vocal (laughs) uh every vocal needs to be completely homogeneous totally smooth not a single it's not like let's make them sound their best
1: and smoothing
2: it's the whole show is fast
3: food why would i want the music to sound different (laughs) the whole show is processed cheese of course i want the music to be a diet coke with lemon
2: where it really uh doesn't sound right is the thing um there are yeah there are times where doing that just doesn't sound right there are a lot of times where it works fantastically and i have a lot of fun with the songs this is an example of one
4: well, no. For me, Glee always works best when the songs fit in properly, as opposed to mm-hmm. them just being like, "Let's just slap a couple songs that are semi thematically involved in here, yeah. and we'll just bop." Like yeah. I've never cared. Yeah. So this is the song is whatever. You know? Do they know it's Christmas time? Are they Christian? Who gives a Who gives a flying? That so is like my for me, this
1: problem with the song.
4: Ready this song for care. me, this song for me is Ready a C start. level because it's not a D level. Like it's still a, it's still a song where I'm like, eh, eh, yeah, okay, fine. Like it's such a, it's such a modern classic that I'm like, it can survive, but it's not getting anything above a C. This is a very low D. This is a, you are on dangerous ground, sir.
2: Me? <laughs> they're on the dangerous ground for me. So I gave it a D.
4: Yeah,
3: me watching Glee live on camera is s, but uh, this song, yeah, no, I don't, I don't expect any, any pushback on where this song is going to end up falling. Uh, we we picked Glee to try and give it any amount of fighting chance, but there is none.
1: Uh, all right, all right. So we're going to use this as an opportunity to move to our next song. I mean to be honest. I think Last Christmas is like a B minus. I just think it's sung by like the greatest uh, vocalist of his generation. George Michael could sing me the phone book. And I would think it is Helen Mirren uh, playing Batman. It is so good. It is so perfect. It is so right. Um, The song is actually just stupid. Uh, Oh, yeah. But... Jimmy Eat World found the like seven really positive high energy notes it's like kicks are boring berry kicks are delicious that's how Ooh, I feel yeah. about Jimmy Eat World version of last christmas
2: this is a fucking a man uh this is my second to last s tier uh whoa yeah um this is purely me uh i just love jimmy eat world a lot uh they were so i went from uh being very deep in the ska scene and watching that crumble before my very eyes to being very deep in the emo scene oh you uh, couldn't pick it up pick that sounds it up, about pick right
1: up, so you blacked your wrists and so you put it down no I I, down. I, I
2: I it's such an elder emo that uh i'm out by hawthorne heights Oh um, Jesus
1: Christ! You're pre Midtown. That's rough. God, I wish I could hate you for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, like 99 is about where it starts. So honestly, when we were talking Jimmy Eat World Christmas songs, I almost uh, was like, we should do 122395. Um, but uh, this is a better song. Uh, this is a great cover by a great band. Um, yeah, I I just I I love this song very much.
3: I Discovered this through the OC, right? They used this on the OC, yeah, yep. that's on their album. Yeah, uh, that's a great, it had, it had album. been out for
2: a while before that. They didn't do deluxes then, so this was not originally, yeah, uh, this on... was originally
1: only in Japan. Yeah, sorry,
4: oh. yeah, sorry. I'm just finding out that Jimmy Eat World's debut album didn't have the middle on it, so this is this is yeah, a tough no, one for they me. Sure didn't.
2: And amusingly, uh, Jimmy, Jim Atkins, was not the original lead singer of Jimmy Worlds. Yeah,
1: that's the fucking craziest uh, thing.
2: Yeah, the, the Bleed American is the first the album. That's bullshit. Yeah, right, Bleed American right. is the first album where he sings every track. He had sung a few before that, but he was not the lead singer of the band.
1: It's why he looks so terrified in Praise Chorus.
4: Yeah. So last ah, Christmas... I knew that would make you laugh on air. Last Christmas is a weird one for me because it is a maudlin' but a bop. Uh, yeah. It's very much about a breakup, and for some reason, as a kid, breakup Christmas songs never hit it for me. Um, I'm far more interested in the vast amounts of crazy covers that have come out of this, and how no one is actually good at this song. Um, I just bell, I feel like it's in, it in like a white hard. Christmas kind number. It's a it's and it's not a hard song. It's just that nobody nobody can capture the moment of Wham doing it. Not even Taylor Swift's fans can say that she did a good cover, um, and the movie that came out recent recently with Henry Golding and that uh, Khaleesi lady uh, yeah. is a is one of those movies where I learned I figured out from the trailer what the twist was going to be. Sorry, Emma Thompson, can't help you. Um, so for me, this one was a was a B.
1: Okay, now
4: uh- I guess
3: I'll give this a C. Because it's you know it's the staple thing. Uh, if 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 Jimmy World had never done this cover, it would be a D and out for me. I find it Maudlin. The only the only good use I have ever found for this song is that TikTok of Sebastian Stan where he starts screaming at the end. Um, I love that. <laughs> Tori, if you pull back, you look like the Homer Simpson meme. Maybe so you <laughs> on that in future broadcasts. You always need to be in front of Shrub.
2: Uh, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, and it's not for me, dog. Uh, it sounds like it's on ketamine. It's not for me.
1: Listen,
2: yeah. that's Bro. why I
1: love it. We get I 1 know, minute per okay. song for the next like 30 songs. Oh yeah, we got we got <laughs> yeah, a yeah, we're, we're, got going, we're going, we're going, we're going. Wild. Um, Listen, "Hey Santa" is the single most embarrassing Christmas song of all time. What <laughs> crazy is the parents of uh the Wilson sisters. One of them is Brian Wilson, the greatest musician oh. of all time. So, uh it's sort of crazy to me that uh "Hey Santa" isn't an ultimate Christmas classic. But uh, you find me. I mean, it's not like he
2: wrote. uh, Hold on,
1: no. But you find me one faggot that
2: doesn't know how to go.
1: Hey Santa, you see? And you don't even like Christmas music. So no.
2: But this is a B for me.
1: It's no. It's an A. You're crazy.
2: I thought I was being so generous with that B. I was like, this is actually a complete failure of a song,
4: but I love it. No, no. This is a D for me. I don't know, yeah, I don't yeah, know this. I don't Go, know girl. Her. I don't know her at all. I didn't even know this was the Wilson sisters. I saw Carney and Wendy Wilson. I went, who are these children? <laughs> and, um, who are these babies? And that now it says 1993, and on, and you said Wilson sisters, and I went, oh, those girls from the commercials. Um, so yeah, no. This is a D for me. I don't. I don't know this song. Zero. <laughs> zero understanding. Oh, none. Yeah. None. If there's a Respect. Mariah Carey gift, this is the time for it. Respects. <laughs> you what? kill on what Drag that? Race. Oh my god! Now, sorry, we gotta move. We gotta go. <laughs> I don't know any of hers.
2: Keva, what you got?
4: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's such a weird one. And it's such a weird and embarrassing one. Um, yep.
2: But do you live for the embarrassment or do you just wish this was over?
0: <laughs> that's well, the question. That's
2: how drunk I am, man. That's the question. Well, do we have any Twisted Teas or trulys in the house right now? Uh, TBH. Right? TBH, this mug. With
4: you? Yeah, this mug has helped <laughs> me through a lot of choices right now. Uh,
3: we're going to go with it would be C, but I'll give it a B because, yeah, hilarious.
1: All right, now I need to be—I uh, really, need to be really clear with everybody here. Uh, there are very few people in this list that. Oh God, I'm just gonna be honest. Like Mariah Carey, I love her as much as I love my husband.
4: We know. We know.
1: Uh, Here's the thing. I would fucking blind myself If she told me to it would be like really weird Because people would be standing near me And I'd be like I guess I gotta do this bye guys And like I would just take my eyes out I love this woman so much It's fucking stupid uh, He's not is,
4: giving this an S tier
1: This is the dumbest Fucking song she's ever done I, I I think this song is great But I don't even think she's done the best Version of it Um this Whoa. song is really, really good, but Mariah Carey's best Christmas song of all time is Mark oh. Christmas Time is in the air again. Number wow. two is her cover of Darlene Love's Baby Please Come Home. Her number three is the Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson cover of... "Um." Osana and number four is her own cover of I Still Believe by Ben by Brenda K. Starr because the word believe is in the cover title. Uh, I would put this at number five.
2: This, what's your grade for the tier though, Nico?
1: S, so nobody shoots me, but it really would be B. Okay, mine's an A. Then,
2: yeah, uh, mine's an A. This is a Christmas classic, and uh, I you know, I don't. It's I, for me, it is the gold standard of modern Christmas songs that become classics. Yeah. Um, so that's you know, it gets an A for that. I, I, I hear everything you're saying, like technically, you know, pop music wise, it's clearly not that great. And yet it has somehow managed to stand the test of time. And I don't hate when I hear it every year. I just can't hear it too much
4: yeah this is an s for me because uh of all the modern classics is it is the one to kind of measure yourself against it is an excellent showing for a original christmas song on an album of original christmas songs yes um i don't there are very few christmas albums from pop stars that go as hard as she did on this on their christmas albums kelly clarkson's coming up that's another one but um I don't know what covers you have. Who can do this better? Please send them my way. This is the kind of voice that reaches for the stars, that is going to do the thing. It's got fond memories of a stupid section of love, love actually, as part of it. Like it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a great. It's a you can't you can't put a juggernaut in the A section and pretend like the S like the S section is going to be better. That's just not a reality in my mind.
3: Yeah, and to take it a step further for myself, this is one of those songs where I feel like uh, for our generation in particular, it is such a cultural touchstone of our understanding of, you know, so many of us thought this was an old song growing up because it has Mm -hmm. such a classic feel. And then to come to the understanding of, no, it's not any older than us. And then growing up with it, and seeing the way it's, rise, it's risen and fallen in cultural perception, seeing the way that it gets revitalized by its use in a classic mm-hmm. Christmas movie like Love Actually, um, it's just been such a really interesting and wild ride uh, with this song as a pop culture uh, touchstone. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's part of why I have to give it an us more than anything else.
1: I really love that you chose the word touchstone. I was going to say the word like juggernaut, like thinking about its impression, but no touchstone. I think 1993, which also gave us Kenny G's miracles from which I had no song to pull. There are many songs from that, that are many people's Christmas standards, but while the album has sold 7 million records, uh, it had no real actual release to radio singles. So how the fuck do you, you know, pop that, Uh, but uh Anyway, to move along, um, the song that taught me that I thought funny guys were sexy, legit. Uh, and, you know, since then, I have come to understand it is, yeah, funny guys are the hottest guys. Kevin James is a, is a 9 out of 10 because he's funny. Uh, Adam Sandler, the Hanukkah song, 1, 2, and 3. 2 and 3 make me laugh less because he goes more. The miasma is a little out of control. Um, but I listened to every track on what the hell happened to me. Uh, despite the fact that only two of them were funny. Um, because I love this record. This is an S quality song. The other versions may be diminished the S to an a, but you know, TK, you grew up a handsome, funny Jewish man. Uh, you are also an amazing producer and a very funny guy. Uh, You know, what was it like having a cultural touchstone moment in a world that's just Christmas songs?
2: I grew up a chubby, awkward Jewish boy. Um, I really appreciated it at the time. Cannot stand it now. Uh, Is there like, like, is it that the culture has changed or you've changed? Both.
4: Right.
2: You know, I, this is really of that era our parents, for some reason, got so assimilationist that they bought into this idea that Hanukkah needed to be Jewish Christmas, and uh, the Hanukkah song became sort of emblematic of. Uh, well, now you have a Christmas song, you know. Now, now we're in on it, but it sucks. It's not a good song. It's it's cute. It's funny. It's fine, but like I don't want to listen to it the way I want to listen to even like all I want for Christmas. Heard it a billion times uh you know i've also heard the hanukkah song a billion times but like still all i want for christmas makes me kind of smile and have a little moment there's no real moment to have with the hanukkah song except for like oh didn't we almost make our you know not important holiday as exhausting and trying as christmas no i like it much better that we don't do
1: that no one can make anything as much suffering as the roman catholics
2: exactly so please don't try um, yeah, I, you know, and it's, you know, it's, there's no band behind. There's not, it's not really, it is a comedy song, a common comedy novelty song, uh, that like basically well, speaks sings some Jewish equivalents. What you got, Kevo?
3: That's actually why I like number three the most, because that's no. the one that does have a band and it's yeah. got the child chorus. It's the one that has the most production. So that's the one that I like. And it was cute to see how it evolved. Over the years, it was a really uh, nice and important effort that he made to continue to try and update it, to be like, please don't just point to my song in this one list of Jewish celebrities, because here's some more, and now here's oh, some more. Really, and
1: That's a really great take on it.
3: Didn't really do much for the problem, though, because people who try to come at problems like that usually don't uh so i really really get where tk is coming from overall with it uh and so i probably would give it a c yeah because i don't want to come too hard at it but like
2: yeah i mean i gave i gave it a c for that like i'm glad there's a hanukkah song i think it's fun uh i just don't think there's anything like great about it like uh, yeah yeah
4: as someone whose only uh, understanding of, of Hanukkah songs was whatever mild uh, version of dreidel song they chose for like the elementary school choir, well, like, there's no more clay, so
1: we got to yeah, update those lyrics. So I was
4: delighted when I learned about this song in my teens. Much later, after everyone else figured out about it, I found it wonderful. I found it charming. I found it kind of exciting to learn that so many celebrities were jewish i thought that was so fun because i could have told you that outside of the one jewish kid in my class that everyone was catholic and i didn't understand what protestants were until i was like 11 like a stupidly old age
0: Um,
4: Cranford. Cranford. so um for me i love this song i think it's an s tier just straight off the fact of that it could climb so high in a season that's not about it. Um but I also fully understand that I'm coming at it from a very very Catholic Christmas based world.
2: So And like, this is one of those one. If you love it, that's that's all that matters and that's all mm-hmm. that the ranking is. I don't want anybody being like, you know, it's the same thing. Like I didn't give Felice Navidad a better grade because it meant something to Nico cuz I just don't like that version. Um and you know like I don't want anybody being like, well, this song sucks because I didn't like it.
4: Yeah. 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 All right. Well, meanwhile, why why Nico was dressed this way?
3: Okay. Oh, Does yeah. You, well, just... he has a real Mark scarf, but that's his <laughs> fashion Mark
1: scarf. Yeah, it's my fashion Mark scarf. I do have the actual Mark scarf. Uh, I'm going to keep it short. I have been staged in Rent by the Broadway cast of Rent on the stage and performed as the waiter alongside Carmine Allers, the Broadway Mimi playing the role of Mimi. Uh, I'm uniquely connected to the show Rent. It is the greatest Broadway show of all time. Um, Seasons of Love is a Christmas song in that it is performed on Christmas Day at about one in the morning. Um I every year rent was open after the year 1999 would with my dad go see rent on December 23rd. Uh that was my dad and my tradition. We would see it literally every year. I've seen rent something like 37 times. Uh <clears throat> Seasons of Love is perfect. It's an S. I don't want to talk about it. I my opinion is absolute garbage. You shouldn't listen to me. I give the worst song in Rent contact a B. So No, it's not. It's a B. You so you can't believe me is the worst Uh, song in Rent. uh. Ooh no your eyes isn't in rent because if it was there'd be an f minus and your <laughs> eyes is simply not in rent where is, where i can't is. believe you would do this to me on christmas
2: this was a d for me i hate the song the most in a musical full of songs that i don't particularly like anymore and a few that i do sure um yeah uh my boyfriend it's fine this I shouldn't say a a bunch of songs I don't there's there there are a handful of songs in rent I don't like and there are a bunch that I think are like really fun and I really got into uh this one just has no energy and I uh, it feels hammy I don't know I just don't like anything about it I nothing about it did you give it d d
4: I gave it an A tier because if we're going to talk about Broadway Christmas songs, we're going to talk about MAME. Uh, Oh, God, Tori, you just
1: understand me in a way few people do. So
4: uh, MAME is where we get the song. um, Oh, uh, we need a little Christmas right this very minute, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I
3: love that one.
4: Yeah. So that's where we get it from. It's from MAME. Um, I don't consider Seasons of Love a Christmas song because I always forget that rent happens like mostly over the course of 48 hours. Um I I love it. I've heard it so many times. If you've ever worked with a cast that gets really close to each other, you're gonna hear them pull this out. Yeah, even it's if horrible. they can't hit those notes. It's and awful. so I like it. Of course I like it. Um, I get really upset that Spotify won't show me the OBC recording it only shows me the movie recording your mileage may vary it's fine, it's an A tier for me Kevin, what I you do, got? I, I, can
1: I add real quick yeah. on that uh, just 7 seconds, I promise uh, Forbidden Broadway did Seasons of Hype and mm. uh, speaking uh. of people can't hit that note they did <laughs> Measure in Heart and like the woman just keeps hitting different notes each time, and it's like all over the place. This
4: oh, is here... a tough song. This is a tough song to sing. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's so here's funny. here's the thing.
3: Um, my favorite things by itself is not a Christmas song. You yeah. need it to be that jazzy swing version. Mm -hmm. You can't do nothing to Seasons of Love and have it be a Christmas song. That's literally the whole point of the song in the play is that it opens the second act and it carries you thematically throughout a year. It's about a whole year. And that can be used to reflect on Christmas. But like, I need sleigh bells or something for this to be a Christmas song. The song by itself is not. um, I'll give it like a B. Because it's not, I'm not, it's not ridiculous to me that anyone could be like, oh, this makes me think of Christmas. But if this is at the top of your Christmas playlist, I don't know why. Uh,
4: I think this is the
2: first one we all gave it a different grade. I
4: would, yeah, I would never include this on a Christmas playlist. You know, this is not it. This is not it. No. Because it's not Christmas.
1: um, I didn't realize that we all had different grades. Great keeping track, TK.
4: No. No yeah 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 all right um, well all right now me... for the ultimate christmas song oh, let's, let's let's solve a oh. war with or, with cellos please uh,
1: listen i our stand, generation whew, I <laughs> eight months on my version of carol of the bells i based it on a standard hungarian version of the satb i slaved and uh, to this day, you know what I still think about it. It's coral in three, four. Get the fuck over it. Uh, this is a B, but this particular performance is an A. It is coral in three, four. I Those wow, Kebo, did you make Those that happen? Nothing. Kebo, did you make that happen, or is it just literally where like uh, lined up?
3: I don't know what you're talking about, buddy, so I didn't do uh, it. Carol
1: it of the Bells Christmas is now year. magically playing. No, it's I have not touched the music once. Your, your
3: your music loop that has been playing this entire time has been amazing. I've uh, lo- loved it. I can't wait to do more with it. Turn it into a loop that everyone can listen to all Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: super stoked. I want to have that up by December 1st, so keep an eye out. Uh,
1: this is basically... A- Thank you so much, Kevo uh, this is basically a standard four-part vocal performance in a waltz timing. Okay. Um, there's nothing else to it. It's very average. But this particular recording,
4: you know, Sarajevo, uh, a oh yeah, this one, this one is one of those S tiers for me because it taught me that Christmas could go hard. Uh, up till that point, I was interested in maudlin. I was interested in pop. I was interested in crooning. I had heard a mashup that was crooning. And this is what said Christmas can go hard. And and like, did you know also that orchestras can go hard? And my brain went, no, I had. I'd, I'd only vaguely listened to Mambo before. So um, I, I love this song. It will always be like a top tier for me. This is an S tier all the way, even without the history around it. That's awesome.
2: For me, it's a C. I guess it just, it bums me out. Uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, I thought I was going to be more into this when it actually got played. <laughs> <laughs> and then I never am. Like, I that always... me I'll, with Kubrick, I swear to God. I'll hear a five-second clip and I'll be like, yeah, this fucks. And then when I actually have to sit and listen through the whole thing, I'm just not into it. I also don't understand why it is not Carol of the Bells. Um, because it's also What Child is This? Sure, yeah, but come on. Yeah, it's both of on. them. I mean, but it's it's also not called either of those things. It's called Christmas Eve I mean, slash. Well,
3: <laughs> well we were all yeah. there. We were all there in the '90s when it did. That didn't matter. Every radio station was calling it "Carol the Bells." Yeah, No one it's was true. calling it Christmas Eve Sarajevo twelve twenty four. Right, exactly. It was Carol so, the Bells by Trans
2: I'm just. I'm very confused, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I get. I get the hype. Uh, I just. It just. It ended up never doing it for me.
4: Why did I hear the joke recently where they were like, it's just so exciting. They found so many trans people in Siberia to be in this orchestra.
2: (laughs) Yes, I know.
4: exactly. Somebody somebody did that joke recently. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But now we've gotten to a point in pop culture where I feel like 2030, we're really going to have a trans Siberian choir. 100%.
4: To perform
3: this, and I love that. My God. Uh, this, to me, this to me is the other side of the coin of the mariah carey thing i was saying earlier where it is a touchstone for our generation where this was new and it was everywhere and uh everyone was listening to this my sister was obsessed uh and yeah so i'm still not gonna give it that high because yeah, yeah it's it's not always my fave and it's very intense but uh yeah, A for the general song and A for this version.
4: Yeah, if you had a decent high school orchestra at in the late 90s, this is what they were going to bang out every yeah. every year. And it was going to be a crowd panty dropper.
1: I am so sad. I accidentally voted S for this on the actual tier maker. Ah! I meant A. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> no, but I can tell you why I meant A. This actually opened the identity of Christmas to an entire generation of music. Uh, The Britney Spears Christmas song kind of flopped. Uh, Christina's Christmas songs didn't really chart the same way. NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays uniquely managed to capture the charts and quickly entered the vernacular of things like um, VH1 and Fox using music cues, Disney using songs and stage shows while very few Christmas songs from this particular era actually broke through and financially peaked the way things like our next song, where are you Christmas is going to ultimately do happy holidays by NSYNC is a uh, spectacular as a piece of music, uh, as like a piece of Christmas music referential of its time, but also David Archuleta is a, uh, Uniquely, uh, a like Wolf LeGrand sort of twink, and uh, that he sings this song in a music video is just a little too porn hub for me.
4: For me, um, this was the first song where I became aware that modern singers could do a pop, could do a song that wasn't a cover, um, and like and the in idea, their genre, yeah, in their genre, yeah. like they're not like stepping outside of it. They're doing yeah. no, we're going to do a pop song now. Um, it's one of our faves. It's my gay cousin's favorite Christmas song. So it was always <laughs> fun. Um, <Yay. laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Gay I'm, not, I'm not the only one. I come with a second. I, I come with a real gay flavor in a I'm cousin. Totally I'm fun. just the half and half. Um, it's just- but it's also that this opened me up to the idea that NSYNC actually could sing. Uh, and for the longest time, everyone was like, Backstreet Boys can sing and Sync is just cute and can dance. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? When they had their holiday special on, was it MTV? Was it ABC? Whatever, where Chris pulled out the uh, the Oh Holy Night high note. Unbelievable.
1: Patrick's start stopping. Is like insanity on a wild. Earth.
4: Stop it's my wonderful. father from across the house to come over and say, that guy can sing.
1: It's okay. It's, wow. it's yeah. Really it's yeah. Iconic.
4: You got to look up that performance. It's unreal.
1: Unreal. Nailed and
4: outside I, I think they're outside. I think they're outside. It's cold.
3: It's Great. I really I appreciate gave, you bringing up this video because I included it because it has Lance and I don't remember what
4: this one's name. Which Chris Kirkpatrick. For is it? Patrick. Patrick, that's Mr. High Note right there. That's Mr. Dreads.
3: Three of them. I can't tell Chris and the other one.
1: Jay. Joey.
4: Joey. JC. JC's the cute one. Joey's the Fatone. No. JC is the brilliant. JC looks like
1: Peter Hale.
2: Alright. Uh, I gave this a D uh, because it is terrible. Uh, it's very fun. Um, but oh,
4: I gave it a B by the way. It's fine. <laughs> I'll probably also uh, give it a
3: B.
2: Mindy, yeah them. i it's a terrible song uh i also um th- for some hey, reason Bruno's with you. yes bruno thank you it is absolutely a d they can
3: um, give us a d <laughs> merry christmas uh, happy holiday
2: yeah no it's just terrible the lyrics are terrible oh, the thing that upsets the me the most the thing that annoyed the shit out of me immediately was uh god sends you his love no business in a pop song get it out of here uh, God doesn't exist. He doesn't send you his love. Uh, no. All all five of you know that. Um, and uh, I'm yeah, not I care sure about
1: Joey. You make me laugh, man. Wow, wow,
2: uh, wow. Yeah, I, I could see Joey just blank behind the eyes, just accepting it fully. Yeah, uh, this this <laughs> is not a good song.
1: This is the worst song in the world. This is yeah. Whoa. This also got Park to be. This also got to be. If you ask me who is better, Faith Hill or Shania Twain, simply because they are both pop crossover artists at the same time, uh, Faith Hill, This yeah. Kiss, uh, The Way You Love Me. Uh, what a fucking queen. What did Shania Twain have? When? No, thank you. Shit,
2: man, uh, I feel
4: like a
1: woman. Let's not go crazy yeah. here. But like, Let's come
4: go, on. girls. Let's I go, I have girls. no
1: interest in that song. You Outside know what? You're not a girl. It's fine. Other people like It's Raining Men. Yeah, um, it really is. Where are you Christmas? it's falling apart. This song is like if you put an impact gun up my asshole. Yeah. It's truly terrible.
2: And indefensible uh, indispensable awesome. given that the Grinch was not uh terribly execute. Like it and it ended up being a pretty good movie. Jim like yes. they had enough sensibility to let Jim carry Jim Carrey. True. So why did they not figure out how to let somebody Christmas? This should
1: have been like Dion Ferris doing it's a Christmas time again for Grinches. Like it should have been like a pop number. This song is a funeral for Christmas. Goodbye, lights. Good light.
4: Good night. Good night. Yeah. I, I used to cry at a lot of things. I used to cry all the time as a little preteen and adult and young child. Very uh true. this song, and I think probably came out around the same time. As Toy Story 2, uh, those two songs are high on the top of Tori remembers as her first time crying in a movie theater. Yeah. Sobbed my I way hear. through this. This is an A-tier song for me. It would be an S-tier if it was your mean one, Mr. Grinch, which I'm still that's, mad that's I, not on here. I
2: know. Me too. But it's fine. It I
4: understand. We somehow missed both Jingle Bell and Jingle Bell Rock. It's fine. It's fine. Did yeah. I miss Jingle Bell Rock? Jingle you Bell did. Rock? You did. You did. Oh, I feel like a mutant. I'm so you sorry. Turn the
3: Heat down. Turn it's the heat down. Fine. No, no, oh, it
4: No, it's it's okay. You put a lot of work into this and you did no, a great Tori.
1: job. Tori, Tori, you should loot and plunder my Captain Planet for leaving off Jingle Bell Rock, <laughs> my second ever Christmas song on piano. Love so, that song. Uh, fuck.
4: Anyway, uh, uh, love this, yeah. love the, love the whole movie. I won't get into why Tori is extremely horny for Jim Carrey at all times. At Kevo, what do you think? Time, no do Nico
3: and no. TK not time. have more to say about the child in this movie being played by Taylor Momsen?
4: It was before we knew. Okay, she
1: yeah, the little if, if, Cindy Lou Who. Yeah, she
3: was, she, she was overshadowed.
4: She was overshadowed Listen. by Baransky.
1: I need to be clear with you. Pretty Restless is a pretty mm. solid band. There's Taylor Momsen's music is pretty
4: solid. Yeah. I like Taylor Momsen's music. Such it's it. right up there with, like, Ashley Simpsons.
1: Yeah. it's yeah. It, For um, what it is, it's, the same. it's pretty strong.
4: Yeah. I'll probably see. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, If you don't like Christina Aguilera's Christmas time, you don't believe in the miasma, and that's fine. But, um... <laughs> like i mean you have to be ready to like do that <laughs> and like it's got to go on for seven minutes um, i mean that she can get through the phrase this christmas time within one round of the song you owe her congratulations
3: her name is x tina mm-hmm. it's built in that she is christmas Uh, We forgot about this song And then as soon as we both remembered it We both screamed because there was like This small gap Where this song was everywhere And then it did go away And I find that fascinating And it's beautiful, the song Not that mystery, it's kind of boring B, someone else
1: Uh, It's a B for me too Yeah, I gave it a B as well um, oh, it's it's,
2: it's, a, it's a great B. It's a perfectly oh. lovely B, but just a B.
1: It's just a Christina yeah. Aguilera song from 2000. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. I wish the, I wish
2: that she was. She had an S S tier Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't. Uh,
4: going married. Gonna get a little more jolly. Six of these. Six of these last ten songs I've never heard before. So they're all D's for me. So this Fair. is a D for me. I don't Fair. care um i'm sure it's got a lovely riff in it but i've never heard it before and honestly at this point with the amount of christmas music that i ingest if you if you're not being played on 102.7 even you're you're nothing you're not even you you're not even a contender
1: Jesus Christ, Tori, you just said the most bodega thing I've ever heard outside of Brooklyn in my entire life. <laughs> Fuck up. Get out of <laughs> my fucking house. For the record, guys, one time I hurt my back and Tori came over and decorated my Christmas tree for me. Uh, oh, you guys yeah, do not I did understand do that. the way my is. Uh, Tori is such a part of my we family. We had just
4: seen. Did we? Was Red that Red Dawn?
1: That was, was that Red Dawn. Yeah, that
4: was Red Don. We just uh, saw you guys Don. don't even
1: understand
3: Tori. The apartment. first time I
4: ever texted in a movie was with Red Don and Kevo. You don't know. This
3: anything. was like the second or third time you'd ever met. It was the first time you'd ever been in our house. And yeah. we were like, No, yeah. I'll take care of it. Let's just yeah, finish. I had a
4: terrible first meeting with Nico. We'll get into it someday, not today. We have <laughs> nine more songs. <laughs> um,
1: okay. I don't want to be like a horrible person, but yeah. I'm gonna be really honest with you. This is a D. I oh, no, no, this is next. I'm so sorry, I'm out of order. Uh, this is my favorite Christmas song of all time. This is yours. Uh, St. Patrick's Day by John Mayer is a piece of music I do not feel healthy talking about. Uh, I was in a very dark place when this record came out, and I had the original black cover by Aware Records, and like I was going to see John Mayer in concert, like I was driving like six hours, and like uh saint patrick's day is just a piece of music that really represents coming through some dark shit for me um you can lie to yourself for a really long time and if you listen to the lyrics that's what it talks about no way november will sing our goodbyes when it comes to december it's obvious why Just, just nobody wants to be alone at christmas and i uh i stayed with a very very bad dude for me not a bad dude but a bad dude for me through a whole lot of november's into december simply because nobody wants to be alone at christmas time and then come january and february until saint patrick's day in march and uh you can tell the kind of march you're gonna have in december sometimes
3: unless you have a very good january
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i love you too mister uh yeah good call uh, anyway, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, and it's a specific kind of song. You gotta love the blues, and you gotta kind of want to be sad all the time. Uh, so it's not everybody's ass, but uh, this is this is why John Mayer won so many Grammys in like two years. Anyway, this song means the world to me, and everybody else should give it a D, and that's not a bad thing. This is a personal song, not a quality song. It's a different thing, but uh, this is this is an S plus plus. This is my absolute favorite song on the whole list.
4: This is a D for me just because uh, I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> it should be. Um, yeah. But
1: I will though. say
4: that even though it is a D, John Mayer wins my heart for having a song titled Victoria uh, where he calls her Tory the whole time and the first time I learned about this song was from a very cute Irishman while I a very cute Australian while we were traveling in Ireland while I was studying abroad unreal he had packed his suitcase on his uh guitar on the bus and he played it for me and somehow i don't know didn't get in on that so it's i have a soft spot for john mayer but it's still a lee song because i don't know her and it doesn't even have christmas in the title uh
1: t- but for the record victoria is one of the top three songs john mayer has ever <sighs> Heart- written in his entire
4: heartbreaking, life heartbreaking song <laughs> very it was very thematic for where i was in my life at the time blasted that all day every day
1: I understand no one's going to appreciate this, but there's an E minor slide to a B minor with a hammer on to the seven. That is like unbelievable. And it's from that song and I have copied it in over like 30 pieces of music. TK.
2: Uh, It's an A for me. Um, I, I, I too really love this song. Similar experience. Um, I think I, this might have even been on the sophomore year uh, Christmas mix, which chronologically was before the actual album came out. Uh, and I think yes. I had an MP3 it. would have been on his MySpace. Yeah, I think I just had an yes. MP3 of it. And, uh, I remember yes. people being like, what's well, fucking called St. Patrick's Day? And I'm being like, it's a Christmas song. Like, I know what I'm doing here. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really great one. It's just not my, uh, my all time forever tier, but I can understand why it would be for, for Nico.
3: Um, I am going to give it a very C? Like if I was Mm -hmm. saying I'm giving it a very generous C, it would mean I think it's a D. And I don't. It's a beautiful song. It's just it's the Christmas showdown. I don't find it very Christmas. Uh, I think that it wins the argument against anyone in this room that a Christmas song is sometimes what you make it. And I think that's beautiful. But, you know, is it strongly a Christmas song? Uh, Definitely not. Uh, so that's why I'd probably give it a C, uh, but it is very lovely, and I really do love the theme of it.
1: Uh, my aunt has one of those houses, one of those mansions in Diker Heights, and uh, one of those houses that you go around and look outside. Nice. At, at, like, yeah, and uh, so she's she's like on the travel channel sometimes. i like, you know, when she when he says we should take a round uh, outside tonight and look at all the beautiful houses, I'm like, oh, that's my aunt. Um, this song is. Okay, this is the Cheeky Girl and a Cheeky Christmas. This is a D and an S. So I averaged it to a B. But this is the fucking dumbest song of all time. And if you don't watch this video and feel the fucking, the, the most... I don't know, like the most Santa's coming at midnight you've ever felt. I, I don't know. These girls.
4: Santa's, you know, come, Santa's it, coming at midnight, let me tell you. Yeah,
1: look look, in,
3: look into the cheeky girls. They are a meme, a uh, very early meme, essentially. They were basically, uh, to Americanize it for us, uh, American Idol auditionees who auditioned together. Uh, they, they are dressed even more scantily than you would think just by looking at them. And mm-hmm. their mother wrote all their songs and made Ooh. all their outfits. And their original song, their original meme was, We are the Cheeky Girls. Yeah. And literally only one year later, they already had Have a Cheeky Christmas. And yeah. it is that thing I mentioned earlier where this only elevates the joke and the beauty and majesty of have it, of the Cheeky Girls and uh, We are the Cheeky Girls. Give this is genuinely... This is genuinely, and we watch him on Drag Race now. Uh, one of my favorite actual Christmas songs. It's a bop. It's fun. It's delightful. What's so, the grade? <laughs> yeah, Kevo. Kevo, what's uh, the grade? I'll, I'll fairly give it an A. Okay.
4: Yep.
3: I'm yeah, true. It's
4: not an S. I'm not done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it a C just for the sheer joy that Kevo responded with when I told him that it was featured in Saltburn. That I went to see, uh, which is apparently. A period apparently.
1: Piece. <laughs> Wait, oh. is that the movie that's just clearly uh, Miracle Man? No, that's Bright Burn. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, you want Salt
4: Burn, the one that took all any uncomfortable feelings you had during Call Me By Your Name, added in Midsomer, and then turned it to 2000, 2003. Like, it's. I was going to say wild. Wuthering
3: Heights, but Gossip Girl.
4: It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, there's a Christmas. They're, they're in a bar at a Christmas, and the Cheeky Girls Christmas is playing. And the 29-year-old and 24-year-old that I was with did not understand why I was laughing so hard. Uh, this gets a C You barely me. understood. I barely understood because I only know the Cheeky Girls because Kevo is very pleased with them. Are they the – they're not the – that's not my name girls, or are they? No, that's the ting That's the Ting-Tings. That's the ting-tings. Yeah, very and, and different. And see what happened. Are they very different? No, no. Uh. Let me be
1: clear with you. The Ting Ting's (laughs) debut record is one of the most perfect poptronica
2: nightmares it is i mean like i saw the ting tings like six times i saw the ting tings like six times live that year just because they opened for everybody but i've never seen the cheeky girls live so i feel um, like they're they're a little bit different this gotta be for me uh i i owe it all to kevo i find this very charming and cute and stupid as hell uh and i didn't know it existed before uh i met kevo so uh, but I think it deserves a quality place on the list. So there we go with the B.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. I can only describe this next one. Um, I want to have the career of Josh Groban. Oh, yeah. Note for note, except this fucking song that I hate so much. I would rather have my goddamn toes crushed off with giant boulders I don't know that I'd ever heard this song before. Today, this song is an F minus. This is Josh Groban has like literally one of the finest voices on Broadway right now. He is one of the greatest standard singers of all time. This uses his voice so poorly. The melody is counterintuitive. I could not figure out where the vocals were going. That weird seventh that transitions into the root. Get the fuck out of here, Manny! I hate this song, and I've heard it once in my entire life. I give this a D. Really? How really, did you I... miss
3: all yeah. the commercials for Polar Express this year? Uh, because no,
1: no, I, take it back. I'm... I take it back. Yep, yep, you figured it out. I am. <laughs> oh, you are tell talented yes i am pathologically afraid like i might need to step up camera from talking about it for a minute i am pathologically afraid of marionettes and uncanny That's valley fair. hits me in a really unique way and uh polar express made me vomit in a unique uncontrollable projectile across the room kind of way the first time i saw it oh. uh, made me very unhappy um and so i avoided everything polar express if the
2: commercial
4: respect. came on the television off. that's fair that's fair yeah. i gave this I a mean... c
2: before nico started talking because i thought he was going to give it a higher grade and i wanted to respect josh groban as an artist uh but yeah i completely agree it's terrible it's a uh, horrible piece of music the oh. the c the c is entirely because uh josh groban i think is a uh, very talented vocalist yeah. i just don't like a single thing he's ever done uh except i guess the Todd, probably I will like, but I haven't heard it yet, so I don't know. But You're all of his... You
1: from Ally McBeal is one of the best pieces I've ever heard uh, a vocalist do. I know that's too
2: no. Um, oh, that's too faggot for you. I really get that. It's not that it's too faggot, it's too long. I have no, it doesn't resonate anymore. Um, okay.
4: Yeah. So but anyway, I, I
2: gave it a C. I thought I was being super generous. I wish I'd realized I could have given it a D. Uh,
4: I gave it a B because believe is one of those. Uh, secular songs that has drifted into church appropriate that i enjoy so i hear it a lot when i get shoved into a car for christmas eve mass um so i don't mind it it's fine if it if this is josh groban's big outing sure fine yes he can sing um yeah yeah i i'm, I'm... upset that it's in this movie but whatever yeah <laughs>
3: I'm shocked that this is lower for you, Nico, than you raised me up. But I accept that—that that is your heart's desire. Uh, you raised me probably, up
1: as a couple of really great high
3: notes. So I—I I, I don't know if this does. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, is, I'm going to go is with lowers, eight, just because like there can be good versions of this. Like if you take out the vocals, the music is beautiful, yeah. uh, and it's still very beautifully Christmas. Uh, so I'm going to give it a little boost because of that. But yeah, it's, 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 it's not just the maudlin. It's obnoxious. So. Uh,
1: speaking of obnoxious, I'm oh obnoxious about Tori Amos. Um, she's perfect. And Pink and Glitter is everything great about when Tori Amos goes, mm, John Philip Shinali, would you arrange me something that sounds like the original score of Ragtime? And he goes, the fuck else am I doing? I arrange for you and nothing else. Pink and Glitter is just absolutely baller sauce Tori Amos at her most ridiculous toy soldier's best. I give this an S to an A. Uh, We'll see what I
2: clicked. Yep, this is an S. Uh, This is... I really didn't... I was vaguely aware that this song existed uh, prior to meeting Nico, but I just really didn't want to listen to a Tori Amos Christmas album, so never really came up. Uh, And then... Uh, tried to really get into the Christmas spirit last year, gave Midwinter Graces its due, and this song just bangs. It doesn't. This doesn't even need to be a Christmas song for you. If you're like, I can't do a Christmas song. This is just like a a great big band classic that came out of nowhere because it's not a cover. Um, anyway, it's just such a
4: great song. It is absolutely S tier. Uh, I gave this. Um... I gave this a oh I gave this a C out of deference to Nico. I'd never heard it before. I my name may be Tori, but I don't care. There's only room for, for one Tory in this. Yeah, podcast. I've, I've ah. always been slightly. She is my nemesis because I'll yeah. always be number two for Nico in Toryland. But um, you know, it's fine. She's fine. It's fine. I don't care. So it's a C Respect. just because I care for my friend.
3: Yeah, um, I'm going to give it probably an A, because uh, I do think it's really lovely and I love that it is, you know, it is very Christmas, but it's also very new. It's very odd. Pink and Glitter isn't a very Christmas title. Mm. Uh, it's not at S for me yet. It might get there, uh, but we're not there yet. We're, mm. we're, we're still
2: dating. Hmm. I get you. Instant D, I don't even think we need to talk about it. Uh... Just Justin Bieber is the worst.
4: I'd never even heard of this song before, and in fairness, it does fall in that like late aughts, early, te- early teens, where I really didn't listen to much modern music, yeah. Um, especially not Justin Bieber music, but eh, whatever, yeah. No, this is a D for me.
3: Uh, yeah, you know, I wish that I could give it a higher vote because it's, it's cute. It's a cute little Christmas song, but it's so generic.
1: You yeah, know, it could have not had the word mistletoe in it. And it would have just been like, you're my baby. I'm standing under some other stuff. Cause you're my baby. It's just a Justin Bieber song. Yeah. Uh, I give it a B. You give it a B? Uh, I think I might have given it a C, but I really Whoa. don't care. Christ on a cracker. Okay. It's just, it's not a terrible song. Like if it came on, I wouldn't be like, Urgh! I would just be like, oh.
3: You know what? I'm going to justify my D grade though. Cause I get where you're coming from, but I had to watch some of the music video and it's like Rebecca Black Friday levels of crap. So yeah. it earned yes. a D. For the I yeah.
4: That is exactly <laughs> it. Also,
1: if he calls me shorty one more fucking time, I'm gonna slap his stupid face. Um, that's not yeah, true, that's not... he is a, a mm-hmm. billionaire, and I am just a New Jerseyan. So, uh, to the next song, I really, really, uh, ah, god, I really should have put wrapped in red. I understand that, mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the first time I heard Underneath the Tree, I literally fell apart in a park. I literally fell apart in a parking lot and couldn't put myself together for like 45 minutes because all I could think about was the first Christmas I spent with my husband. And, uh, this was the happiest. I think any piece of music had made me, uh, outside of Tori Amos and, uh, maybe Mariah Carey. And, uh, there is no piece of music. Google or YouTube will tell you I have listened to more, uh, I listen to this probably thirty times a day during Christmas season, uh, just because it makes me think of Kevi. Um, I I cannot thank Kelly Clarkson enough for what she's giving. S or A, me. S plus plus plus. I give it a super S. Okay,
2: I gave it an A. Uh, I really love it a ton, but I it's just like not uh, not not a formative one you know i you can see my list now it's i'm fully voted so that five these this five here these are my, i've gone ahead right? as well yeah Sam. these are my s's um love them very much but this is a song that i would not have thought i would have liked it all and it's an absolute a uh doesn't she just fucking sing it so yeah. right yeah she absolutely does she nails it um and this this i wish this were more popular she deserves this should be a all i want for christmas but it's yeah, a, yeah. You know, it's close the TikTok generation really loves this song it's it has been used a nice. lot So yeah. yeah
4: so yeah love it as yeah a. yeah this is an a for me as well i think this whole album is a really really solid like whole christmas album that is modern oh, yeah. and fun and Hits all the notes, gets modeling, gets silly, gets crazy with the vocals. It's it's just a really solid, solid piece of work.
1: All right, we're moving yeah. along.
4: Oh, Kevo, what were you?
3: As, as well, mm-hmm. all the same reasons as Nico, really. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I need to spend more time getting to know Pink and Glitter, like I said. But I fell in love with Underneath the Tree right away. Uh, I love the part where she sounds like Cla- uh, Clara Cluck. At the climax mm. of the song, um, but yeah, and like Tori said too, whole album of real good Christmas bangers. So good for her, yeah. and check this album out for sure.
1: Oh, thank God, we're in the last three. I just, I'm, I just want to say thank you to everybody listening. We, you know, we're gonna hit four hours. I'm so sorry. This is a topic a little too close to my heart. I never thought I would go on this long, but uh, Christmas. I think weekend. we could maybe make it
3: under four, before I'm four.
1: Dreaming. We have um, extras. <laughs> I gave "Do You Want to Build a Snowman" a C. I did not like a single song from Frozen the first time I heard it, except "Love Is an Open Door," which I think is an S plus uh, plus 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 plus. Number one, the single most perfect modern score in the history of Disney music ever is Tangled, which is the best movie ever made. I just love Tangled so much. I don't understand other people. Mandy Moore is the Disney princess of our generation. And, uh, uh, you know, Eugene is the sexiest Disney prince of all time. Um, So, you know, when Frozen came out, I was a dick because I thought Tangled was the greatest thing that ever came out. And I was so unpleasant. And uh, I asked one of my students at one point why do you and he was a young gay man who really trusted me and so i respected him for trusting in an older adult who you know i i you know wanted to just be somebody who he could talk to because he couldn't talk to his parents um and i said what the fuck is it you like about frozen and he said dude it's just about getting to be yourself and other people being themselves and you just loving each other why are you so difficult about this and i was like oh
4: yeah. Oh. So I gave life. this a
2: D because I hate this song. I, I hate it, this song, but I find it so down. annoying and it doesn't have there's just nothing. There's nothing fun or redeeming about it. It's not catchy. It's not a ballad. No. Uh, it's it just I hate it so much. I'd so.
3: argue that it's catchy, but like earwig catchy. Yeah, yeah.
2: like because sometimes I do. Well, it's also there's been some good memes. Like uh, you say do you want to fight me? Uh, which is what I always <laughs> do think. You of, I don't touch actually.
4: His hands? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Tori. That's
2: <laughs> that is the one. That's, That's all I think so about. I don't think about this song
4: all the time yeah yeah i think i think it's very charming for uh like because wh- i imagine like a fleet of little kids singing this is flipping adorable sure. um so i gave it a b i think the frozen soundtrack in a, in a hole has no center line to it it is just all over the place left right center it doesn't there's no cohesive hole to it um so, but I recognize that this is the most Christmassy out of all of them because "Let It Go" is the obviously superior song, but overplayed and not actually Christmassy. So, Kevo, what were you? What do you got?
3: The movie is in the middle of summer. It's not <laughs> a Christmas movie. Wait, it's, it's Australian Christmas. Not even a winter movie. Frozen is summer. Uh, this isn't. A Christmas song. And this isn't one of those ones where it's like you can slant seasons of love. You can slant my favorite things because it's about gluttony. Uh, This is a song about trying to reach your depressed sister. And then your parents die. And like I had to find a version of this song to justify the idea of it even being included. Which is why the Disney Channel's All Stars version is on our list. And they kind of do something to like pep it up, but like it's still the whole we only have each other. Hmm. No, not Christmas. <laughs> and like that's where I can't, I can't get down with it. I'm, I'm way down with Frozen. I really am. Uh, I need to make Nico watch Frozen two before Frozen three comes out eventually.
4: Oh God! But
3: uh, it's, it's not Christmas. It's not. So.
1: I still think that Into the Unknown is literally uniquely improv yeah. every time it comes on. I yeah. swear to God, you cannot convince me those notes are pre-planned.
4: Oh, look, another song I don't know.
1: Um, okay. Snowman is literally just Christmas. I'm in here. And, uh, I would just sooner listen to I'm in here. Uh... You know, the thing is, though, that while I personally do think that uh, Sia's Christmas album is kind of a a B at large, um, it was a a mega hit, but it's just sort of Sia music. It's just sort of like she took Bring Night and changed it to Bring Christmas Night.
4: Oh, this is the little St. Nick problem.
1: Yes, exactly. It's just pop music. Mm -hmm. It's a very good pop music. All of the videos make me feel kind of sick.
3: Okay. But I feel like it's Christmas pop music at least. But I do hear what you're saying, where like it's just a Sia song. It's the Christmas flavor of a Sia song. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I feel like the same way about Instinct Happy Holidays though. That's just an Instinct song. Beach and, boys, okay.
4: yeah the beach boy's little saint nick is just little do scoop with different words they literally were like <laughs> we already have a hit change the words we're good and so yeah no i don't know her so this is a d sorry i give it a b it's uh, it bums me out
2: the first like 40 45 seconds of this song are like they're almost a shot a song um, there's something so yes. R&B <laughs> Beautiful about them That's why I'm
1: in here Yeah. Yeah,
2: And it sounds like something really Unique is about to happen and then the chorus Hits and it's just kind of a dull Sia drone <laughs> But before that It has this lilt to it And the way her voice rocks into it It just feels like something really Emotional is about to happen And then it just dies on the vine uh, This was this, could have been if you started me with the intro and the the first verse in the pre-chorus were like a maybe even s territory but ultimately it's a b because uh that i just it just peters out to nothing
1: okay so i'm gonna get booed for this next one uh Mm. cozy little christmas by katie perry is an s um
2: Okay, just Kevo, cut it now. We're done. It's yeah, I, over. like
1: I really think that Katy Perry is an S class songwriter, um, California girls, teenage dream. I just think what she makes is a very unique sound. And you she were makes, talking about
2: Benny Blanco right now.
1: I think she makes music better than anybody makes. what she makes in her genre you
3: guys don't understand that the only reason i want to cut him from the room right now is because he should have watched glee for me two years ago oh i'm sure with this sort of opinion Mm -hmm. one of the most used artists Mm
1: -hmm. uh no darren chris sobbing playing teenage dream is formative but uh no yeah this This song is so good
4: yeah katy perry glee era like i i am deep on her oeuvre at that point and i have never heard this before so again this is a d for me i understand katy perry is very good at what she does i don't think she's as good as nico is claiming she is yeah. i'm but, so sorry uh, i
1: forgot i have to go give me one moment when my mouse starts and i can dramatically remove myself
4: um yeah tori
2: same for me d uh Yes, Katy Perry's great at what she does. I don't think this is what she does. This is a Christmas song, but it's not even a good Christmas song. It's not a Katy Perry Christmas song. Yeah. So it's just kind of nothing. Uh, and she uh, was a
4: little Jesus girl beforehand. I know. She? So why is there so many things that she? Could, there's so many things that she could
2: have given me that are like I'm a I was a Jesus girl. Cozy little Christmas is so not it. Uh, it is, cozy, yeah, cozy could not be me less Christmas memorable um i would rather listen to her stupidest song harley's in hawaii
1: <sighs> hot and cold is dumber but i appreciate it. hot
4: and cold is really fun if you do the sign language for it. it's a great tutorial
1: i love that <laughs> Tori with the queen opinions uh, kevo talk to me uh kevo perry how do you feel about your uh, um, do little christmas with uh with nico
3: I'll probably give it a B along the same lines that I gave pink and glitter an a like that got the leg up because Tori, uh, I haven't really fully uh, made up my mind on this song yet, Uh, but it's cute. You know, Christmas songs are supposed to be fun. And this was, this is, it's a cute song. It's fun.
1: Well, All right, guys, we had the absolute best time. I kept everybody way too long. Turns out that uh, if you talk about one of your five favorite topics, Tori Amos, Mariah Carey, Final Fantasy, uh, composition, or Christmas songs, you might have talking a little too long. Really sorry. But uh, you guys have been such troopers, such amazing kings, queens, and all the in-betweens. And uh, I am so grateful that you guys went on this Christmas journey with me. But, uh, you know, Tori, but there are a couple of Christmas songs that didn't make uh, the list that you wanted to mention.
4: Oh, oh, just a few uh, beyond the ones that I've already talked about in, in passing. Um, I'm a big nerd for the 12 Pains of Christmas, which is a very specific comedic Christmas song about all of the annoyances of Christmas. And it's hilarious for lines like, uh, when you're like dealing with your in laws, they start to break down an ad lib. And, ad-lib, and sh- so it's just like a woman going, She's a witch, I hate her. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, I also enjoy Opera of the Bells by Destiny's Child, which is always a sleigh all day. um God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen, We Three Kings from Bare Naked Ladies and Sarah McLaughlin is, as previously discussed, an S tier song all the way every day. um I also love – I had to pick one New York Christmas song because I imagined that TK was going to choose the other, but I chose Rob Thomas's Amer- A New York Christmas. Uh, I, I love Rob it. Thomas.
1: Uh, I don't think TK is likely to pick a song by Matchbox 20. No, well, he like, chose the yeah, other New York Christmas looked, song
4: oh. by the Pogues probably. Yeah. Um, but a New York Christmas by Rob Thomas. I love I've loved Rob Thomas since the moment he appeared on my scene. And I think this is a great song. It gets my heart all afluttery. I love it. But the number one song that I have to talk about is the fact that I have barely gotten over the fact that I love the Christmas shoes by New Song. Really? It's, I was an obsessed angsty preteen in eighth grade. You get to I auditioned for our spring musical oliver with an acapella version of christmas shoes and as you know nico i do not sing i cannot sing i am deeply tone deaf flat unable to find a beat and i chose to humiliate myself that way because i Just believe that hard that hard in that song i caused sibling fights i shoes. went i went. This was the this was the song that taught me that you cannot buy an album unless you like three songs off of it, because I thought the rest of the songs were gonna be like this, and what they were were Christian rock, and that was not where I was at when I was 13. So the I just it's it's this weird, like ultimate maudlin, awful sappiness that I will always go hard for. Shocking. I know, it's terrible. It's terrible. If you I, get me I drunk accept enough, all I'll do Vision it. of
1: love at karaoke, so I can't judge. <laughs>
3: My Nana takes her wig
1: off sometimes when she's drunk. <laughs> it's scary. Um. Okay, Tori. Who's next? Sorry. I am so grateful for everything you brought to our show. Thank you so much, and Tori, could you tell us where everybody can find you online so You'd- they continue to celebrate the Christmas season with you?
4: You can find me on the socials at smtory. That's Tori with an I. I will always be down to clown about the Christmas music idea.
1: Well, she's going to be down to clown until Santa Claus comes to town. And uh, we want to thank you so much for spending far too long with us. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, He's born. So uh, we will talk to you soon. And uh, thank you so much for everything, Tori. Thanks, fellas. Thank you, Tori. Uh. All right, we have, uh, you know, goodbyes to do, and we have an episode uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about TV, things like Doctor Who, uh, the Drag Race Roast, and more. Very excited to do all that. But my first question, Kevo, what Christmas songs did not make the list?
3: Uh, The only really, like, serious actual Christmas songs that made my list. uh, I love Holly Jolly Christmas from rudolph i think that's such a sweet one it ends the uh movie on such a happy note uh i got a little salty when tori mentioned Kaliki Maka because i think it's a cute fun song but no it's by a white guy i recognize that just because you went to high school in hawaii <laughs> um uh another one that's also legit but it's not you know One that would be in any way known is uh, my band that got a reference earlier. S Club 7 had a really sweet single uh, in the early 2000s, Perfect Christmas, that my husband has promised to do a cover for me of. Uh, And so I'm stoked for that. Big S Club fan. Uh, Tori is already talking from the comments. Love those Burl Ives songs. Uh, Other than that, it's just kind of weird stuff. Like rocking around the pole from the Mean Girls musical, which is what they had to use instead of... uh, jingle bell rock so they wouldn't have to license that for the broadway play uh the theme song from Rocco's modern christmas which is a really it has a beautiful score and has no right to um and my final one uh is the uh christmas version of rubber band man from the office max commercial from the (laughs) early 2000s it's a bop uh and all of our uh, Discards are going to end up on this playlist as well. So don't worry, you'll be able to check it out for yourselves. Uh, teak what about you? What are your. Uh,
2: oh, alternates? man, I got the list pulled up. Um, all right. So, of anyway. course, it's a blue, blue Christmas by Bright Eyes, Christmas by Blues Traveler, uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home by Death Cab, Christmas Card by Weezer, uh, The Christmas Song by Mogwai, The Christmas Song by Dave Matthews Band, uh, Christmas Time by Smashing Pumpkins, Christmas Time by MXPX. Uh, do you hear what I hear by Copeland? Don't ask Santa Claus by Guster. Everything's going to be cool this Christmas. Eels. Uh, happy Christmas world! Oh, over that by Happy Christmas, uh, War is Over by the Polyphonic Spree. Uh, have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Tori Amos, which we talked about a bunch. Uh, I Did It for the Toys by Dancehall Crashers. I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day by Pedro and the Lion. Uh, it's Christmas Time, oh yeah, Bare Naked Ladies, but the version that I have, not the version that you can get on streaming services. Only at Christmas Time, Sufjan Stevens. Uh, Silent Night and Vogue. Snow Day, Matt Pond, PA. White Christmas, Goldfinger. Um. Let's end it there.
3: You, okay, well, you, if those are going on the list, you're adding them your damn self <laughs> I, because Nico told Tori and I like four or five alternates.
2: I I went fast through them. You cheeky um, little bitch. But yeah, uh, yeah, don't worry. I'll uh, I'll I'll put together a playlist or get this on a playlist. But yeah, those are just a few of the Christmas songs I happen to like.
3: Other well, great takes, so
2: and Kudos, if you want to uh talk about those with me, you can uh find me at uh, tk elemental.
1: I love it, so thrilled. If you guys want to follow me, you guys can check me out at nico action that's n i c o h c d i o n and a little extra x for xmas. Uh, I have loved being here with all these people. So sorry I kept everybody here. Uh, real, oh, and apologize,
3: time. we loved it. We love being here, we love making Oh, and uh, it's
1: Christmas time. Well, and thank, we're you fun. All. thank you all for loving your Christmas shackles. Uh, but as I, I set you free to the, the Christmas magic, uh, and release you from your elvitude, uh, I am so excited to uh, talk TV, uh, both new specials like uh, the Doctor Who special that aired and Drag Race, plus all of our favorite game shows, scripted shows, and more. I cannot wait to watch the next episode of Beacon 23. So as much as it is magical stocking season, it is also still regular TV coming through your way. And we can't wait to bring that to you guys three days a week. That's Comics on Wednesdays, Special Topics Saturdays, and TV Sundays. And until next time, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and check us out at X's for Show. And then three other things we need you to do. Number one, we need you to stay safe and holly jolly. We need you to uh, be brave and also very merry. And number three, evolve daily and uh, have a happy new year. All right. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, oh, my God. It's like six hours from now because this went so long. Bye. Oh,